All right, here we are. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. How's it going? Oh, hello, everyone. I don't know how good it's going to be, but it's going to be an evening. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of in for like two evenings in a row because I already saw that uh, that Doc Dragon from the Backloggery is uh, is in the chat room and uh, on his request. Tomorrow night on the Backloggery stream, I'm going to be playing a smorgasbord of random Switch eShop demos. Uh, <laughs> and I already went and downloaded like over 50. And I, I can I, I can tell you it's going to be a time. <laughs> I appreciate you using a Scandinavian word to define that. <laughs> Makes me feel very home being back on the stream after over a year. I think it's uh, over a year ago I was here now. Uh, oh, yes. well over a year ago, because it was, I think it was April 2019 that you were here in North Carolina. Yes, I think it was the week after the Bubsy video, so everyone was just like, that's the Bubsy guy. Right. Yeah, I mean, you were you were known for Bubsy uh, far and wide at that time. But you look played... how much I've grown, Try you... now I'm known for the CDI. <laughs> now you're known for the CDI. Well, wasn't it when you were here in North Carolina that you actually got your CDI? Your, your CDI yeah. is North Carolinian, isn't it? One of them is. My Magnavox CDI I got with you. Uh, I had the consoleized, or I called the consoleized one, the smaller unit. I already had that before. And uh, these days I'm trying to hunt down that TV unit, a TV with a built-in CDI so that I can... Cause you just, got, you just gotta have it. it. You gotta have another one. Yeah, I gotta have it, right? It's like people <laughs> it's buy like 8K televisions, but I'm gonna buy the CDI television and then <laughs> proceed to live my life alone. <laughs> I, I see that there is... Uh... Uh, two Canadian uh, super chat from CF Gaming saying, "Her, it sure is boring around here. Wonder what Ganon's up to." <laughs> so I was saying before I saw these guys that this this game is pretty much a big blind spot for me. I don't really know much about it at all. I mean, have you People you've surely seen like the screenshots of the opening cutscenes or or seen them oh, in video? I mean, I don't even think I've watched the opening cutscene. I've seen photos or pictures or screenshots of it, but I've uh, never. I mean, they're they're pretty mad. I mean, you know what? You know what I would say? I sure wish I could make an opening cutscene that good. I couldn't do. I couldn't do it that good. Could you? Yeah. An animated cutscene. I went to art school for three years. <laughs> could <laughs> could could you, Audie? Could you do one as good as this? Yes. Okay, good. As I told you, I went to art school. I could have done marginally better than this. <laughs> I mean, like, sure. Let's give them some praise. I mean, it moves. <laughs> it moves? Yeah, it has, it has color. So There's I mean, more frames than you would expect, really. It's just that, you know, some of the motions through well, those frames are a little, little weird. It more than one frame to be an animation. So we can say for sure it has more than one frame. <laughs> It is animated, all right. Uh, so yeah, this is this is a thing that came up not that long ago. Someone ported these games to PC. Say what? It was a Christmas miracle of 2020. Yes, yes. I mean, do, do you? I mean, do you want to share any details as far as you know about like the making of this? I know you've like yeah. communicated to some extent with the person behind it. 
Yeah, I think I'm partially to blame for it also because <laughs> I brought the CDI back to uh, public knowledge uh, after many years of being locked up. But uh, yeah, the Doppley or Doppley from Twitter just suddenly showed up one day and said, uh, this is a project he spent, I think, four years on because it was his way of training in GameMaker to figure out how to use GameMaker to make games. So he decided to remake these, which, I mean, probably raises some questions, but I don't have those answers. <laughs> but uh, they're pretty good, and uh, what's important about them is that, for one, it preserves, I mean, regardless of the quality of the originals, preserving games is important. And the second of all, it actually introduces some fixes. The remastered mode you're highlighting there so pretty much all of the things that were annoying, like uh, most of the things that were annoying in the original oh. has been fixed, uh, control-wise. So, so Doppler in the chat, is that the developer of this? It should be. Thing, yeah, uh, that is, uh, it's cool if he's that's, here. That's very cool. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. the effort is amazing. I mean, as I said, I mean, quality of the originals aside, I mean, this is really well done it's very accurate and it also fixes those awful controls because the original cdi when it comes to controls most of them are just god awful but now are the and, uh, are the mechanics similar to the original i mean how how i mean you know the controls are bad because the controller is bad but are the mechanics similar or improved like aside from like i mean in terms of like momentum hit detection etc I think it's a little bit different in this version from what I can recall. Because, I mean, this, these are just approximations, I guess, of the original. I don't think you have the source code. That would be very surprising. But uh, they play similar enough. I know that the jumping is a little bit different. But I'm sure Doppley in the chat um, could share okay, shed some light on this. But it plays similar enough that you get mostly the same experience. Just a little bit better. Because you can use a standard controller, first of all. You don't have yeah. to use either the wand or I guess the Sega Genesis like pad on the CDI is okay. But um, the biggest problem with the CDI games is that even though it has three buttons on the controller, they usually only use two because most of the the wands and stuff only had two action buttons. So we run back into that issue with like the Amiga games and whatnot. But yeah, I'm using uh, I'm using a Super Famicom Classic Edition controller through the 8 G Bros adapter for this, and I was able to set up was, good so button mapping now, for it. You're basically easily. you're basically doing like a correction of history because this was you know the Philips <laughs> CDI used to be a prototype for or was supposedly a prototype for the Super Nintendo CD unit and would then have been controlled with the Super Nintendo controller. So now you're playing this game with Super Nintendo controller, so it's kind of like a what if mm -hmm. this actually did end up being the CD unit for Super Nintendo. I, I just want to say that we, oh, oh, we had a uh, we had a, we had a uh, 20, 20 uh, uh, euros from David. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. With a, with a with a cool dancing pair saying you are amazing. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, you are thank amazing. You. <laughs> and also I see that Dopley says uh, that he completely remade this from scratch, no source code, just lots of careful watching, playing, and note taking. Well, you know, and it's 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 fun to uh, uh, to to hear that that you're uh, you're an Imlig viewer because Corey was actually just saying before the stream you came across something where the word shimmering was used to describe you know scrolling with no interpolation and non-integer scaling. 
uh, on what was it your uh, something? It was something about I, your... I saw it in, on, a, on a retrocore video. Okay, okay, and you know I was kind of like, well, that's funny because I actually just read Shimmering and the README file for this game that was describing the different sizing modes and said, you know, some people find this to be displeasing or something like that. And you were just saying, like, I think you invented, you know, you being me, I think you invented the word shimmering for that. And, I, I, like, I don't I don't know. Like, it would be funny if, if that, because, I mean, I... That's just what I decided to call it in that high def nest. Because I remember, like, episode. when we were. That's what I've called digital, it ever like, since. A couple years ago. Oh, oh, and, uh, uh, Mike, Mike had called He called it like a. Um, swimming. He called like, it like, swimming. Swimming, yeah. Or uh, like like kind of a ribbon effect. Yeah. He described it. He called it swimming. So. <laughs> but uh, I believe I've got the mode on this set that should not have any shiver. <laughs> oh, Doppler uh, says that was for us. Well, it was <laughs> it was noted and appreciated. <laughs> I, I'm all about I'm all about that shimmer. I mean, I'm all about uh, there, there, all about hating that shimmer. Well, Electron Ash is saying that uh, a non-integer scale has always been called shimmering, as far as I know. Okay, I mean, so, I, mean I, I don't so remember. Maybe you read it somewhere, and that's where it got. I, I mean, I don't remember reading it anywhere, but like that that was just like, oh, it's. That's what it's doing. That was the first time that I was like intensely aware of it. Um, There was a a $2 donation from my demo Kirby saying test without remastered mode mode real quick. Uh, I I already did a little bit. I mean, it's kind of a pain to reboot the game. I don't think there's a way to like get back to the menu without it on. But like, I do know you have to like duck to open the menu uh, I believe picking up rupees is difficult because I couldn't figure out how to pick up rupees. You have to hit them. You have to hit them with your sword. Oh, okay. Just like how you talk to people, you have to stab them in the back. <laughs> uh, Gaming Blows is saying that you should turn both of us up. Uh, I mean, can we go any louder? I mean, I can turn myself up from I, here. I've turned Audi up as I've turned Audi up as much as I can. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll see if I can turn myself up a little bit. Um, we also had a five dollar donation from uh, from Craig Watt. Thank you. He says, "My boys, this stream is what all true warriors strive for." Well, you're about to hear the source of that quote uh, as soon as I as soon as I start the game here. Uh, let, let's let's get final levels on Corey and Audi first, though. Okay. Uh, okay. People are saying that, that I'm okay. Oh, so I'm quiet. Well, now you sound you sound quite a bit louder now. Yeah, I raised it by like five point five. So if I need to go down a little bit, tell me. I think it sounds good. Now. It sounds, sounds good. Sound, it does. It does sound good. I'll, I'll turn Corey right. up just a tiny bit more on my end, I guess. Um, uh, there's also four ninety nine from Cyclops eight two three saying, "I love this channel and both of your voices, especially when narrating is music to my ears." <laughs> well, that's, I don't. <laughs> that's, that's I don't know grade. how many people would I mean, hold that opinion, but thank you. Yeah, there's a lot of people like I can't. I can't stand your voices. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, shall we? Uh, shall we go? Go for it. Here we go. On some of the darn goes. Here, here comes the infamous scene right here. I like that it zooms uh, in on him too, before he. Uh... The background doesn't move at all. Your Majesty, Ganon and his 
His complexion is kind of unsettling on that uh, yeah. lizard. It's like he's food poisoned. I mean, we were talking about how this is not... It's not it's not video. It's just frames of animation. Yeah, it's together. literally just the frames. Which it's, it's actually kind of a lot of frames, really. I mean, yeah. you know, it's... I mean, there has been effort applied, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's a 4.99 no donation from Benjamin Do uh, Dovidio saying, anyone that says you're all too quiet should turn their volume up. Well, it's just, it's, it's always difficult to, to balance me with everyone else. So here's the world map. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm sure this is this is to, to Dopley's credit, but uh, I mean, this scrolls nice and smoothly yeah. by the way this is on like a 2012 computer i'm actually playing it on so <laughs> oh so that can actually run the cdi yes very very impressive uh, i don't know if the original map scrolls this smoothly uh i don't remember i didn't sit around and scroll the map to my liking so much but like i'm pretty sure this scrolls smoother in general yeah do you do you have a uh, recommendation for where to start? How well no. do you know this game? <laughs> it's been quite a few years since I actually I only played for this one, uh, Face of Evil, and oh, then okay. I didn't I, for some reason I didn't feel compelled to play the other one. I mean uh, this this here runs way smoother than the CDI version does. Way uh, there's, smoother. There's a five dollar donation from uh, PA Felton. Thank you. Saying, I didn't realize you were playing Cyberpunk on PS4 tonight. <laughs> yes. yeah, that's, that's, the, that's what audio was saying. Oh, no. You die already? I died. That's, it looks like a giant enemy crab right there. I mean, oh, it's I, like one hit. I think it's... You think it's supposed to be be a be a tech type? It could be a I tech don't know. Right? I mean... It, so the only involvement that Nintendo had on these games, as far as I remember... Uh, from back in the day when we did some articles on this game and talked to the developers. Nintendo were involved in the sense of just kind of telling them yes or no on designs, on the looks of things. So it could be a tech tag. It could also just be a pile of shit. So we'll, we'll never know. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean... it's so... Uh... Now, is there... Sometimes I feel like I can jump higher, and sometimes I feel like I can't. If you hold up and jump, does he jump? No, do you jump he almost seems like he... Like he automatically does it when he can jump up to someplace. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, look, Tektide just randomly spawned. It might be a Goma. <laughs> There's a $5 donation from Dopley. Dopley himself, thank you. Thank Saying you. It's... It's an honor to have one of my favorite channels play something I made, even if it is really dumb. Try to have fun and keep up the good work. <laughs> well, I, no, it's not dumb. Really, really, really. Troy's going to have to beat this on his own time, I think, too. <laughs> I think that he's... No he's one tries. I'm obligated as yeah. a Zelda fan. This is yeah. going to oh, turn into my Troy's favorite. I mean... At one point, I'm sure that he thought of, he saw this and he thought, "How bad can it be?" Well, oh, I, I we all we all thought that. I, that was ab the... I absolutely had intentions 
to. I want to like I I need a T-shirt with a CDI logo on it that says how bad could it be, <laughs> and then uh, like because everything in the '90s I only saw the CDI in GamePro and these magazines, mm. and the the one thing that the CDI does well is basically render something on screen in a single frame, right? Like the screenshot, you get amazing screenshots from the CDI because it's all high res, it's all very detailed. But then when you play it, you realize that, oh, yeah, it's a CDI game, which now means something very different to me than what it did yeah. when I saw it in the magazine. And I remember seeing this and wanting it throughout my entire childhood. I used to see this in like the glass cabinets of the electronics boutiques and like just like, man, what what wonders does this machine hold for me? And now I know. <laughs> and oh. they have three of them. Or you want a third one? Uh, well, I have, yeah, I have three of them. I want a fourth one, and uh, I have a pretty large collection. So what, what happened after I started appearing on DF uh, pretty regularly, and somehow I think John sent out the rumor that I would want more CDI games, uh, people started sending me games. So it's always fun to open my mail now. It's like, makes you miss the days of getting, like, uh, threatening uh, <laughs> like, like letters. Uh, there's uh, two dollars from uh, from Monty G saying uh, thank you, saying uh, Astro City mini stream next week. Uh, that might that might be fun to do. That might be fun. I, I got mine arrived on Friday. Mine arrives on Monday tomorrow. I mean, the the game lineup on it is incredible. Yep. Uh, and did you did you order the arcade stick? So I ordered the D-pad because the okay. unit itself has. Mm -hmm. stick so i figured like i get both experiences this way the, not a big stick person anyway right i mean i mainly got it so i could use it with other thing other thing other things hmm. like if i could use it on maybe like on my super gun or like use it on the mister and right. it is like it's a great stick oh yeah it's i've seen people probably... mention already that like it's really good quality yeah i, I mean i kind of regret not ordering it but it's hey, it's like it's heavy it is heavy and uh it's it's pretty awesome uh, the control pad is is surprisingly good. Mm -hmm. I, I was unsure what to expect, but holding it, you know, it what it feels like is something that would have been released like around like it would have been released for the master system at some point. It feels like something that would have been released for the master system. And uh, it's like, but it, the only difference is that it has six buttons and uh, and a Saturn style D-pad. But it's it's surprisingly good. It is surprisingly good. I like it. It's probably my favorite era of Sega on mm -hmm. that actual like unit. Most, I, I guess, for most people, the Astro City. I don't know how like big that era of Sega was in the United States. It certainly wasn't big here in Europe. But right, uh, I there's so many cool like fighting games, and of course, I think most people are interested in like Death Adder. Oh, for sure, the game that like how, most how people I, wanted to talk about. Things? Uh, should st oh, you have to like uh, hit the item you want, I believe. Oh, I see. But uh, do you have enough rupees? Yeah, I've got quite a you few. You have 17 rupees. I have enough to buy everything. And now we bought something, so. Uh, there's a $2 donation from Mitch B. Thank you. It was saying, uh, now you must die. <laughs> I'm assuming that's from this. Uh, what's the, <laughs> yeah, so what, what's the lamp? The lamp lights up the room, Try. Oh. 
when you go to the basically when you go to the castle later on there will be several rooms i'm not sure in this remastered mode if it's been changed but in the original when you go to the castle um there's several rooms that just turn pitch black like you can't even see yourself can't see anything and uh or can you maybe see yourself i don't know but the entire room at least turns black so you have to use the lamps to light up the room for like 10 seconds Basically, you have to buy quite a few lamps, is what I'm saying. <laughs> and quite a few ropes, because in order to get up, because most of these uh, dungeons go vertically, so you have to go up with the ropes. Now, what happens if I run out of uh, lives? Do I just go back to the world map, or is my progress, like, not saved at all? Or is it or is it maybe uh, there's a, a continue. Uh... There's a continue feature. Okay. Even in the original? Yeah, there's a continue feature. Isn't there? Yeah, pretty sure of this. Unless uh, the, I, I think the timekeeper unit, though, you have to be careful about this. Uh, there was also a two dollar donation from uh, Mo Zamboni. Thank you. Thank you. Saying apparently you can shine a turd. If I go over the emoji, it's actually a pile of poo. That's what it says. You can shine a pile of poo. Yeah, you, you can shine a pile of poo. Now, how, uh, how how's the frame rate compared to the original? I mean, this is quite a smooth. Oh, system. it's astronomical. I mean, this is yeah. The, the original CDI can't even like do basically twelve. So, <laughs> because, do you know anything about how the CDI works? Uh, or rather, doesn't? only little bits that you've told me, I guess. Whoa. Yeah. So basically, to to simplify it, the CDI. Uh, for the most part, has absolutely no hardware to support things like scrolling, sprites, you know, anything like this that you would find in actual game consoles. Uh, because it was envisioned as a kind of entertainment unit, usually for educational and mm -hmm. these kinds of things. So that's why you have the wand, for example, because, you know, coloring books and these kinds of things. And then, uh, so everything you have to do on the CDI has to be rendered in software. And which means basically everything is going to be quite slow, right? There is no support. So I think some games eventually used the uh, digital video cartridge, which was a thing to upgrade the video capabilities of it. I think that allowed some extra RAM to be used in the games, and as such some of them only run if you have that cartridge. These games are not part of that. But uh, yeah, the, the CDI just wasn't built really for you know extensive game ideas. Uh, there's also a five dollar donation from uh, Container Seven. Thank you. Say, just saying, CDI. <laughs> so how how do I use the lamp? Do I need oil or something? Because it's there's no. Uh, Can you go? No is there a, an inventory screen? Yeah, there's an inventory screen, but it's like not a selectable item. You have to mm. unlock the lantern first to light up dark rooms. Also, if you need some hints, I added hints. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Morshi the Greedy Shopkeeper will give you items you need for the right price. You should return to the face here on... You should return to the face here on the far right once you have bombs and a lantern. Okay, I have bombs, but I guess I have to get, like, a lantern to use the lantern capability. Yes. Which is probably not in this area. Sorry, I was noticing that, like, it's kind of hard to discern what is kind of a walkable path and what's the background yeah i mean i'm i'm adapting uh but i, I definitely remember hearing that as is a major criticism against these games but it's you know 
for a game that you go into with low expectations, it's it's in some ways maybe more readable than you would think. So is the rope for escaping a dungeon area or something? We're going no, vertically, I think. Yeah, you go vertically with it. Oh, okay. Uh, there was also a 4.99 donation from from Benjamin DeVideo again. Thank you. Saying this has similarities to 90s uh, CD-based semi-educational computer games. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. I mean, that's what I always thought. You know, one of the things I mean, I always related this for some reason to like Mario is missing or something yeah. like that. Like it just. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I I was duped into into asking for Mario is missing for my for my birthday in 1994. I'm sure it taught you a lot though, right? Uh, it it taught me to uh, be That's a little for more better game. <laughs> a little more careful. So I was like, oh, because you know, like the well, Super it, Nintendo had been it, out for so many like years. Got the Super Nintendo version of Mario in it. I know, and I only had an NES, so I was like, I was like, oh, like, a, like I was like, so there's a new Mario game that I could actually play on my NES, and it looks like the Mario World style, but and it's Luigi instead of Mario, and Luigi is better. Help. Yeah. Wow. Did you say Ganon? Ganon froze the fountain. I'm stuck. Help. Ganon froze the fountain. I'm stuck. See, uh, I see Mobius Strip Tech is in the, in the chat. I want to throw a big thank you to Mobius Strip Tech, who installed a FRAM mod in my Saturn, so I never have to worry about losing saves if the battery dies ever again. Nope. And he also did... A, a big tune-up on my my launch childhood uh, Sega CD. Nice. He, he recapped it, put a new belt on the on the CD drive, and and uh, just gave it an overall uh, cleaning so that it, it will last for a long time, to, long time to come. I, I am unfortunately in need of uh, of uh, a tuning to my. Famicom disk system. Oh, that oh, one is yeah. uh yeah, that's a bit of a work to get that going again, huh? I mean it it's been very reliable for me, uh up to now. Do you have the twin unit or do you have the actual I've got Famicom? an actual FDS, yeah. Okay. Whoa, look at look at look at these ugly guys. Uh there's also a two dollar donation from uh, Dennis Batista saying watching from Panama. Never heard of this game. Well, you're you're not this, missing out on much. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a major part of uh, of, of history. Uh, this was, I know, right? Uh, Needs to be preserved. Nintendo, uh, for whatever ill-advised reason, let Philips make or outsource development of C of Zelda games for the CDI. I do well, not know why they did this, but they did do this. Well. Uh gotta keep in mind also this was someone's zelda game when they grew up someone yeah. out there grew up with yeah. the cdi and the only zelda time. game they played was this one but they learned to like it you know i'm sure uh, let's not go too far but they at least <laughs> played it so um <laughs> it was good because they had nothing to compare it to but i mean 
I'm sure this was some people's first Zelda game. And uh, I'm sure they many Dutch children played one for a long time after this one. Oh, yeah, I don't think I would be too high on this series. Hmm. Yeah, so do you know why these were made, Try Like these uh, Zelda games? I'm not sure if I know all the details of, of the history, but... So basically, well, I, mean, I mean, it's... Oh, a... oh go ahead. No, I, I, I didn't... I was just going to speculate on it, but I... I mean, I, a, I, I, mean I didn't know. It's, it's I'm, a story of... It's a story that's been told before, I think, many times, but basically Sony and Nintendo had a deal to develop a CD-based uh, add-on for Super Nintendo. And Nintendo kind of famously backed out of that yeah. deal with Sony by announcing that they had done a deal with Philips instead. Ah. Uh, without really alerting Sony too much, and that's what led to the creation of the PlayStation unit itself. Because they were kind of pissed about that, I guess. But then Nintendo, just because of the, I think, basically the sales of the Mega CD or the Sega CD in the US was not that good. Mm -hmm. And also just kind of fading out the uh, Super Nintendo itself. It's like, well, there's no need to do this. And they pulled out the deal with Philips as well. But in order to do so, they needed to come up with some terms for breaking up this agreement. This, uh, or the contract already stated that like if they don't come, you know, to make the system. There's some terms in there that allows Philips to make use of six or five characters from Nintendo's library. These were defined characters, so... And then they basically were like, okay, well, then we make a game based on Mario, one based on Zelda, one based on Link. And that's how smart. it went. Well, there was smart. I mean, imagine... This is what's so amazing about CDI, right? So... You have a deal for your new system coming out, which uses CD capabilities and all this stuff. And you can actually make use of Nintendo's mascots. Like, no, this is the biggest dream a new competitor on the scene could ever have, right? It's like, <sighs> right. you struck jack jackpot. And you'd think that a conglomerate like Philips would just throw millions and millions of dollars on each project to make sure that these, you know, not just compete with Nintendo, but exceeding them. But what they did was just outsource it to like Russia and Massachusetts for like a penny and then like yeah just make something quickly like Mario goes to a hotel that's uh, that's fine right <laughs> and he eats spaghetti that's a very important plot point and uh yeah then we got these games and it, it just baffles me that even back then they didn't think of just the fact that like we have an opportunity here no one else is ever gonna have this let's make the most of it yeah, I mean, I wonder if they they just wanted to get it out quickly. And... Yeah, that could be. But I mean, so there was these two games, but there was another Zelda game, Zelda's Adventure, which is from a different developer. And that spent, I think, like three or four years in development wow. before it came out. It's really late and it's quite uh, rare. Uh, but that's even worse no than better. these, though. No, that's even worse. It's overhead, though. Uh, yes, that doesn't mean anything, Try. <laughs> that means nothing it is awful There's, I actually tried to play it several times because I got it a few years ago and fought like you it's overhead, it's like the old Zelda games it should be better, right? and it's impossible to play it's it's one of those games that it, it makes you not just hate the developer but his entire extended family just because he was part of this development because it's just 
awful. It's awful in every single way. Ah, so I can... See, look, there, there's ideas here. It's like, oh, you got deeper into the level. Here's like, you can just jump right there now. See? Real checkpoints. Wow. Warp spots. Or wait a uh, second. Did... Wait, oh, wait, is this? Oh, this is a new area. That's not where I exited from. It's a new area. Mm -hmm. uh, TV Tunes is wondering, uh, what game console should you get when you're on a budget? Uh, what, what, what budget are you looking at? I mean, are you talking new stuff? Or are you talking, uh, you know, like something to play all retro games on, like Mr. Etc.? Are we talking like, like I want to get into one retro console, you know, like, you know, I think NES is a, is still pretty reasonable to get a lot of the basics for NES, but you know, Super Nintendo is like kind of expensive now. You know? Yeah. I think the Genesis is still... is still pretty reasonable too. <laughs> uh, Gen I mean, Genesis, you can still get, you know, like complete games pretty reasonably for Genesis. Unless it's Chicky Chicky Boys. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's true. Well, you got that finally. Finally. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I should I should tell everyone that in the chat that I decided to go ahead and just purchase Chicky Chicky Boys, which is the last black grid box uh, game that I needed. So I have a complete black grid box collection now. And they all have manuals and everything. Complete. All of them are complete with manuals, huh? Yep. Well, I thought some were not. Uh, you had to, you had to get a it, manual for uh, Moonwalker. Yeah, uh, I, I got a manual from Moonwalker. Uh, a very a very genuine, uh, generous viewer of the show had an extra one that he oh, had gotten in a like a bundle deal of like he bought a whole bunch of Genesis games and there was an extra Moonwalker manual in there. And uh, I did not have a manual for Forgotten Worlds. So I, I'd actually bought a really cheap Japanese manual for it, but then I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna have to. I just I, if I'm gonna like call it complete, I'm gonna have to get a U.S. manual. So I bought a seven-dollar U.S. manual for it. Yeah. Sometimes you uh, just gotta do that stuff. Sometimes you just, you just gotta say like, just get it like finish the collection, and move on. I mean, I I have no other things that I want to collect the only things this is only the second uh like focus collecting thing i've ever done in terms of games uh like is that first? and working design working designs games oh yeah that's and, I, right. and i don't even have like all i just want a one one copy of all the working designs games, which i do i was lucky in that i had a lot of the really expensive ones the the sega cd ones i just i got those all when they came out then you you had just, you had to get Albert Odyssey though, didn't you? I think Albert. I mean, a lot of the Saturn ones I had to buy after the fact. I got Albert Odyssey uh, at a point before it really got expensive. Hey, that that that, uh, that that shot of Link holding a lantern almost looked like artwork I could see in an <laughs> official Nintendo manual. <laughs> 
It was approaching it. Uh, so now I've got Firestone Lake, oh. but I kind of want to go back to this. Uh, was it this? No, it wasn't this area. So uh, TV Tunes is saying that uh, their budget is $100. I don't care what video game console. Well, if you're interested in putting a little bit of like like effort into making a certain console play more than what it was meant to play, uh, as far as I understand, the... Um, the PlayStation Mini is the most moddable out there. Mm. And he has, you know, the most uh, things to play for it, like different consoles and stuff. Like, I think, I guess I can even do like Dreamcast. Wow. Sort of, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect it to be, be perfect. But it, I mean, it's, but I mean, it's if cool you wanted, to... if you were just talking like a hundred dollars to buy like a like a like a real console that could, um, you know, play a bunch of different things, um, yeah, I mean, I, if you were thinking about a retro console, I mean, I you know, I you know, you can get almost most of the major ones for under a hundred dollars, I would say, unless you wanted like a specific model, some models might be more expensive, but you know, NES, SNES, Sega Genesis, N64, PlayStation, you know, you can get all those for under a hundred dollars. Uh, there's a $5 donation from uh, Travis Suter. Thank you. Saying you guys have been instrumental in my retro gaming setup. Just wanted to say thank you. Well, thank, well, thank you. you. We have a lot more, a lot more content coming next year than we had this year. Believe me. There was uh, at the beginning of the stream. I, I don't know, know why. I just now thought of this, but at the before the stream started, actually, someone uh, uh, someone said uh, uh, said rem remastered with Audi. Like, what does that mean? Like it, the, the game, the game now has Audi. <laughs> uh, there's a 50 uh, SCK, which is uh, uh, Swedish Kroners. Thank you from from Velby, saying what emulator is this running on? It's been it's completely is it it's not being emulated at all. It's just completely uh, yeah, it's port, completely right? remade with uh, Game Maker, which is crazy. It's using the original like graphics assets and stuff. If if that's a Swede watching this though, that's quite late for him. <laughs> I I should know. Well, yeah. I mean, you. Uh, I, I'm under the impression that staying up this late is not unusual for you, but maybe staying up as late as the entire stream would be. Uh, generally, yes, it's a little bit late, but uh, for this, I'll do it. Uh, but no, uh, <laughs> pulling late nighters is uh, not unusual for me. And it's it's close to the holidays, and it's like you're almost oh, out of, yeah. you probably get like a little vacation for a little bit, so you have some yeah, time to yeah. relax. Along with your uh, more content next year, there's some big announcements coming from us together pretty soon yeah. too. Oh, but yes. we're not making that announcement today. Oh yeah, should be Grandpa? should be pretty soon for that. That'd be fun. Yes, there is a big announcement coming very soon. So follow mm -hmm. us on Twitter. Oh, yeah. smash that like button. <laughs> Hit subscribe. 
Maybe I'll be back for more CDI games. If they get remade, I'll be certainly back for them. <laughs> do any uh, of you have a CDI unit? I, I mean, do not. I, 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 I was supposed to, uh, to get one. I'm supposed to buy one at some point from uh, from Dan Coons, who has had an extra one. Oh, from uh, had... PSX Digital? The guy? Uh, yeah, yeah the guy. Who, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, yeah. Apparently, he has one that's like, he was. One is not compatible with the current uh, RGB mod for it, but I think that he figured out a way that he might be able to do it. I don't remember mm. which one he had. I'll have to ask him. But that was that was last year. I mean, I guess I haven't seen him uh, since last year. So you were mentioning earlier that uh, you know someone fixed your uh, Sega Saturn so you wouldn't lose your saves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some bad news for you if you want to fix your CDI so you don't lose your saves on that because uh, the timekeeper battery, the timekeeper chip, do you know the story about this? No, does it just go bad or is it? Yeah, so the battery basically goes bad. I mean, obviously, like any other battery. And I think you did a pretty wonderful video not too long ago about like restoring save files and, you know, moving up to the computer and whatnot. But on the CDI, the the batteries inside a chip so you basically have to dremel out the chip because of course it is i mean it's yeah. designed by the dutch right so it is impossible to really fix unless you want to just like get that out of the chips you have to kind of cut out half of it and get the battery out replace it but then you also have to like literally mod it a little bit because you can't just put a new battery in there so you have to solder in some uh the wires so it's a wonderful process and i really recommend for anyone picking up cdi to just like get in there and get your hands dirty <laughs> uh there is also a uh a ten dollar donation from eb chill too thank you saying uh uh merry christmas guys Corey, i stalked your psm profile and noted a lot of vita this year are you doing that with a PSTV? my uh, vita's analog sticks are acting up maybe yeah, the TV will uh, will be cheaper in the long run. Oh, Thanks. you should definitely check out the video that caused Corey's list to be filled with Vita games. Yeah, you will find the it sharp very scale. relevant. Yeah, the sh the sharp scale uh, PSTV hack is is the reason for that. You know, I tried a whole bunch of different stuff, and you were saying earlier uh, that that was the, your favorite video you made all year. Yeah, I mean, out of I mean. That, that was that was my favorite video of ours that uh, that we made all year or that I made all year. You actually played uh, the game that I worked on in that video. Um, yeah, oh, yeah it wasn't a, uh, wasn't Rabbi Ribby in that? Rabbi Ribby is in there. I was mm -hmm. the producer on that. Yeah, yeah, it's a. I I've not I've not played very far into it. I tried to play it on one, on the stream one time. And people are like, it's a little bit risque for our, our, our It's a little stream. bit risque, I suppose, but it doesn't really go over any limit. I mean, it's still right. It's still very much friendly. Just yeah, there's some pictures for dad in there for him to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, I was gonna say like the other videos that were were not ours that I had uh, just as much fun, if not more fun, making and being involved in was the. Uh, the final fight video for yes. uh, Digital Foundry. Which, uh, yeah, we all worked on that. That was the yep. video that I scripted and John edited. That was uh, the first kind of 50-50 production that he and I had had. We had done Mortal Kombat, but he kind of 
Uh, I didn't edit or anything on that one. I just helped scripting and did some uh, some stuff on the back end there uh, and did all the research. But like on Final Fight, it was me and John like separating the work equally. And uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that. And one of the first ideas I had for was like, well, we got to animate the opening and we got to have try and Corey be <laughs> Cody and Guy like this yeah. makes sense right and uh i should have thought of our production schedule because we have four days to make it <laughs> so we have to animate the opening voice act it and then make the whole script and episode in four days we had a fifth day uh because god let us but like <laughs> yeah that was uh, quite the week but it turned out great it's like a feature yeah. length and, uh, yeah. you know I, I i don't know whether this is a good thing or a bad thing but but, but something i've i've I, I i've i've discovered collaborating with you a few times is sometimes you're under this like super tight deadline and like somehow you get me to get my part done in time and i felt like very little to no pressure to actually <laughs> get it done and then like afterwards like i learned like oh wait this was like actually kind of down to the wire <laughs> i don't yeah. like stressing people I, I, uh, I think people's best work come when they feel have have fun and feel comfortable so i generally take on all the stress myself and then i just like hey why, why didn't you come and have fun you know just come over for a day and we'll just you know drink kool-aid and make final fight videos <laughs> and then like afterwards you just realized that like you know i spent half that day crying in the fetal position that's uh, generally how i work i saw, was, uh, I saw some super chat questions about who would win in a fight between me richard ledbetter and john lindman um, this is quite the question it is I mean, I mean, Ledbetter is brittle. He's old. He can barely <laughs> walk anymore. I'd, I'd kick his ass. Uh, John. Ooh, that would be a bloody fight. Yeah, I, I think just... John would come on top. <laughs> but I think I would... I think I would put some hurt on him, but he would probably yeah. come out on top. It just... It, I, it probably... It more has to do with, like, how, how recently... Uh, yeah, I've read read the comments in some of his videos, some of the videos, I guess. Oh yeah, I mean that's this uh, that's like his Bruce Banner power, right? It's like yeah. he hul he just reads some YouTube comments and he hulks up. <laughs> Coincidentally, the new when you we were playing the uh, Marvel Adventures game from Square Enix, and the Hulk in that game looks exactly like John. <laughs> Uh, big thanks to uh, the gaming blows for for that question. There's also a uh, two dollar donation from Potbelly Punch saying uh, uh, some new Doom Four 1.0 uh, footage on Twitter just now. I had no idea that that was even a thing. Nope. Shows you how much I know about it. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. Um, I do want to say that the other the other video that I probably had the most fun making this year is probably doing the Sega Visions uh, issue number one read magazine read through with uh, Classic Gaming Quarterly. Mm. If, you haven't, if you haven't seen that video, it's, it's a lot of fun. You get to see some of the old uh, handwritten letters I got from uh, Sega game counselors back in the day. 
back when I would oh, call I'm them over and over again. Whoops. What's that? I said I'm out of bombs. I, oh, I don't know why more. I couldn't. I couldn't. Stop wasting your rupees. I couldn't Just go get buy a, more bombs. I couldn't get a. I couldn't get that to blow up for some reason. Yeah, just do it. Doing that magazine read through is just is just a lot of fun, and and that that is pretty much my favorite uh, era of Sega is from like like nineteen eighty eight to nineteen ninety one, probably the Sega Sound Team days. Yes, SST band. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just like that beginning, you know, like I. I, I I always think of like the Genesis era, like like before, like pre gems and after gems, because I feel like uh, when a lot of like well, I guess Sega themselves specifically, but like other developers started using like the gems sound uh, for the Genesis. A lot of them stopped making the same kind of impression on me. Yeah. Although, I mean, there's definitely some examples of really good music after that. Uh, it's just recently thinking about uh, the the recent Mega Drive release of uh, of Mad Stalker. Yeah, from Yuna Okeshi. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good friend of mine. Really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he and I have known each other for many years because I used to work a lot in Japan with preservation of PC-98 software and this sort mm -hmm. of stuff in a previous life. And so Yona and I have known each other for many years. And the funny thing about Mad Stalker is that I was having dinner with him. This was probably in 2013 or 14 when I was in Tokyo. And he mentioned to me, because we were talking about Mad Stalker, and he mentioned that, like, oh, yeah, I, I remember actually doing a Mega Drive version of that game, but it was never released. And I was like, oh, I'd love to, like, hear the sound, you know, one day. Mm -hmm. And now we're actually playing now the game has released and we can all play it and listen to it and it's amazing because i just remember that short mention he made back then never imagined it would actually be resurrected and finished because yeah i mean i would just i wish i had i had bought it i went on amazon to look for it on amazon amazon japan today and it's like only third-party sellers are selling it, so hopefully it does get uh, some sort of re or reprint from Columbus Circle. But at the same time, I don't think they ever did a reprint of. Maybe they did do a reprint of uh, Glay Lancer. Uh, they didn't realize about it. I think it for, did like, over hundred dollars now or something. Yeah, ironically, they released Glay Lancer again with the idea of making it more available, and then mm -hmm. that reprint basically shot up in price too. So it's just it's. Both of them have become kind of expensive. Yeah. Uh, obviously not as expensive as the original. Uh, but I do think they put out the re I actually prefer the reprint of Glade Lancer because of the artwork. So Yeah. The, the I build mean, quality is yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, for those asking, it's just a stress ball. From uh from Enterprise Run a car, apparently. Just, <laughs> I oh. found it laying there and I'm just Hmm. Should I not be here? Using it. I don't know why this boulder, this boulder definitely looks bombable, but the bombs don't seem to work. Well, maybe. Oh, oh, oh try. You'll need to get the power glove to blast that rock. Ah, thank yeah. you. I mean, I, I hope that that, that Mad Sucker does get a, a reprint. I, I 
think I had it in my cart at one point. Uh, but I don't think, I'm not sure if it's been, been, uh, dumped yet. But I mean, I just, uh, even just to try it out on the, uh, Oops. Everdriver, uh, Mega SD. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't know if it's been publicly dumped or anything. I can definitely send you it to it. I can send you mine, but... I, I played the PC Engine version, but... Yes, yeah, so the PC Engine version um, is a slight derivative of the Mega Drive version. Mm -hmm. uh, it has even less effects than the Mega Drive version, and it uses the arranged soundtrack, which is quite excellent. But I think Mad Stalker's soundtrack to begin with is kind of... Yono himself is kind of like a FM synth god, and is so like based in that sound. It has to have that crunch that the FM synth gets. So, as much as I love the arranged soundtracks, you just Mad Stalker is one that you kind of have to hear on the Mega Drive, especially the yeah. Mega Drive now. That's the that's the, the definitive version of the music. I'm, I missed out. I mean, because I was. Like the build quality of Glay Lancer, I was like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know if uh, if I'll buy another one of Columbus Circle's releases because it's made out of this like really soft plastic. It's it's kind of weird. Like the cartridge is like a really soft plastic. It's it's kind of kind of uh, see through. Yes, uh, Columbus <laughs> Circle. I uh, so I worked on a couple of projects with Columbus Circle, and mm -hmm. let's just say that the quality issue has been raised so we'll see <laughs> it's been quite a few years now though so it's because uh... they if they, i mean even if they raised it and they charged more like i'd be a lot of people would be totally fine with that unfortunately this kind of comes down to the difference in the markets and mm -hmm. what has happened in the last few years i've noticed also when i deal with preservation in japan specifically is that Japanese Thanks to retro game consumers, <laughs> of course, in the game and in the chat. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, what's happened is that the retro community in Japan, primarily, I mean, there's of course exceptions, but most of them do not have this um, information source that we now have with My Life in Gaming and these kind of channels. Mm -hmm. And it's much more geared just just to pure nostalgia of it, and the usually like the illustrationists and the team behind it. So what you get from the, I, I think there's merits to both. I mean, when you get like a retro thing like Mad Stalker, you bring back Yonao and the original artist and they do the new cover art and this is authentic, right? Right. Whereas here in the West right now, we have all these amazing people like Dankoons and, you know, people making new hardware solutions and fixes mm -hmm. to make the best experience. So if we just could combine these two worlds, which is what I've been trying right. to do a lot the last two years, uh, to kind of bring both sensibilities together, I think. Because my favorite thing right now in retro is homebrew and these new NES games coming out, the new Mega Drive games. That's what I enjoy most collecting is actually these new games coming from new developers. So, you know, this is very much my interest field but it's it is very different when i talk to japanese collectors and japanese developers these days i don't get the same answers as i do when i work with you know strictly limited doing the Darius remakes and whatnot right yeah i mean speaking of which i mean we talked about playing uh, uh 
Astro City Mini next week, but I think that probably be more appropriate for me to, if it arrives this week, it should, is, uh, is, is Paprium. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll oh, yeah. Mine is, uh, mine is coming tomorrow. Uh, it's scheduled oh, to man. arrive in the afternoon, so I'll definitely stream that with uh, some people, probably you guys or something, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm definitely streaming that as soon as it shows up. Uh, couldn't believe when I got the. Uh, no one, no one knew that it was. Nobody knew. I saw, I saw someone in the chat asking if I ever worked with 1983, and yes, uh, I have been there, and I know the owner. 1983 is a retro shop in Japan, kind of similar to Beep, but it's a different kind of shop, more, more console based than computer based. I mean, 1983 cool is the year of Famicom. Yeah, I guess uh, that might have a correlate. It might be. That's I'm, I'm not familiar with that one. 1983? Is that Where is that? Uh, I think that's up in Hokkaido. Oh. Um, pretty sure it's up, up north. So I generally work in Kyoto and Tokyo, but uh, I've been to Hokkaido once. Beautiful place. You guys went to Japan not too long ago, too, because you guys did the M2 documentary. Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago now. I guess. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Hey, it's been a little while. Um, really quick, there was a uh, there was a four ninety nine donation from O'Neill. Thank you. Thank you. Saying uh, good evening with the end of the year upon us. With each of with each of you guys, give your top three games, new or retro, that you enjoyed playing in twenty twenty. Uh, do we want to? That, I mean, that's going to be in our. I don't know if we want to our year-end video. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want. That's uh, well, that is coming channels. though. I can share mine, but yeah, you I guys should probably wait. Yeah, I would say that my top three this year. Um, hmm. I'd say Samurai Showdown Collection from Digital Eclipse was mm. very good. That's basically preservation done right. You know, as as much as a video game is a museum, digital museum piece. And the amount of research and just, you know, the informational content that's in there is just insanely well done. So, did you know that I, you... Uh, oh, I... Oh, yeah, you, you worked I... on that. Yeah, I did the... I edited the interview videos and that. Right. So, you know, you're one of the reasons why it's so good. <laughs> and, uh, but, I mean, what's so fantastic about that is that even if... Because I'm a huge fighting game guy, but what I noticed when I've shown it off to some people is that you start to kind of get a sense of context why these games were popular, why these uh, competitive scenes exist today. Just, you know, looking at some of these videos and looking at why these games were actually popular to begin with. So I feel like even if you're not so much into fighting games, it's just a fun game to have to learn about them. And then yeah. you get so much more enjoyment. It's not just like a list of games because that can be kind of overwhelming, right? When you just have a long list of games. And it's like, well, I don't really know much about them. I'm not really good at them. But here you can learn so much about them and then kind of try out the things that people talk about, the things that are shown. So right. I think that preservation done right is to give so... And that's something I try to do on some projects I'm working on too, which is kind of context is so important. So that's my number three. And then number two would be the Trials of Rotomana remake, which I know... Uh, Oh yeah! Try you played it. Oh, oh we, yeah. we both played. Oh, yeah, we both played. Yeah, we both. We, yeah. we did a little video on it together. 
Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. I was supposed to review it for Digital Foundry, but due to just COVID and whatnot, couldn't get it done. Mm -hmm. But I mean, again, just that's a game that kind of merges classic JRPG qualities with modern sensibilities. So you have this perfect merge of these two worlds. And that original is so special to me because I used to play Sega Densetsu 3 so much. It was one of the first kind of import games I sat down, tried to understand as much I could, print out walkthroughs from various places of dubious quality, and just kind of really try to get through it. And I really love that original. And then, so the remake, kind of like with these remakes, right? The, the Zelda CDI thing, it's like you have all these quality of life enhancements and it just was such a magical thing to see it in 3D and see it actually work so well. Because it has this like puppet feeder almost feeling to it. It's very theatrical. It's not overly dramatic, but it has this perfect fairy tale presentation. Yeah. So I really enjoyed Toronto of the Mono remake. I think there was another RPG remake at the time, though, that took most of the attention. I didn't play that <laughs> yeah. much. It's like, it was like. Some other game came what out. What is it? It is like. Like something like first first fantasy or something like that <laughs> yeah, it was something like that it's like ultimate desire eight or something yeah it was yeah. something like that came out so but yeah trials of mana remake was be my number two and then my number one has to be streets of rage four that's one of the best yeah. experiences i've had in my life playing games it's just mm -hmm. The perfect brawler to me and the music has so much to do with it yeah i mean i'm i'm weird in the fact that uh i really like the music in the first streets of rage and like the stuff that kind of came afterwards i didn't like nearly as much uh and there is a couple of tracks that like i really like in in four uh specifically the one the 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 rising up track that plays during the elevator like I just I feel like uh, that's just like the best piece in the whole game. It's kind of like a synth wave type, yeah, song. Do you listen to synth wave much outside of like video game music stuff? Uh, I mean, I do, yeah, but I mean not not. I mean, there's like a lot of stuff. That, there's like so much of it. Much yeah, that I don't even. But I mean, I do. Yeah, I, really I mean, enjoy, I feel like, like it's the only genre of music that has really gotten me excited in, about anything in, in a long time. Yeah, same. Uh, I guess it's a lot to do with nostalgia, of course. But oh yeah, so much fantastic music being made lately. Mm -hmm. Mitch Murder, I've listened to a lot, and The Midnight. I really love The Midnight. Yeah, yep. which has gravitated away from synthwave. I feel, but in a good way. They just kind of right start moving in their own direction. Yeah, I mean, I. I mean, I would say that probably I listened to uh, Time Cop 1980 oh, like, yes. more than like Great. anybody like anybody else like all year. I love his albums too. Yeah, so mm -hmm. he he's also he collaborates with the Midnight here and there, and mm -hmm. he's really good. I'm not. I know some other people are really into like Carpenter, Brute, and Perturbator, and these people, but it's a It's gone a little bit too heavy for me. Right, right. Uh, I'm getting old, and I'm just kind of scared by. Yeah, I mean, even stuff yeah. like, uh, like like Power Glove, I feel like a little bit too heavy for and. Yeah, kind of stuff, right. Which yeah. I didn't even like. I think that Power Glove was probably my first like, uh, 
experience with synthwave music because I heard it in uh, in Blood Dragon and Far yeah, Cry Blood Dragon. Same for me. It was like which had the uh, I forgot about uh, that Michael game. Bean in it. Has Michael Bean as the main yeah. guy. Yeah. Yep. My favorite actor, and also my hairdresser today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. Uh, Venisarius is talking about a uh, FM eighty four, which FM eighty four uh, is really good. He's um, one of their songs. Or one of it's, I've got, I assume it's just one person, one of one of their songs in uh, in in, in my la the, in the last editor reel that I ever had to make, that oh. I have made. And that was like two years ago now. I'm surprised that apparently I've fully exhausted this area because I think that that woman is still frozen. <laughs> oh wait, there. Well, I mean, what's the difference? Come back between... later. Oh, what's this area? I haven't been here. But I mean, I I probably listen to that, and you know, it's there's not a lot that uh, I mean, there's not a lot that I like really get like a lot of, like a lot of mu like new music, especially that I really have a lot of interest in. Uh, no, and that's it really it really worked for me, and you know, like one of my. <laughs> Even though it's, it's not it's not synthwave at all, but it's more like pop music. Is uh, it's, it has nothing to do with synthwave, honestly. Mm -hmm. But uh, one of my favorite games that I'm going to talk about, and it'd probably be like a surprise and maybe to the annoyance of some people when I talk about it in the, the games we played in 2020. But I feel like the the game that made the biggest impression on me all year was like was the hour that I spent playing through uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it, that's that, that's an example of a game that you know just to play through the story is is an is is an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've thought about that game and like listened to the music from that game, like outside of the game, just so like more than just about anything else that I've played all year. Yeah, that music transcends the game itself, basically. Yes, it I, definitely I takes it. That. You know, like like. It just accentuates the, uh, like the, the gameplay just accentuates the, the the music. So I mean, video, video game music is so important. I mean, video game music was the reason why I got into video games. I mean, before I liked <laughs> video games themselves mm -hmm. as a kid, you know, I played like Gianna Sisters and heard Chris Holzbeck's music. Right. And this was what captivated me, and still to this day, I feel like. I could play the best game in the world, but then if it doesn't have good music, it really just brings me down so much. Because right. most of my memories are kind of associated with video game music. And uh, if that's lacking, it's like watching a movie without sound. Yeah. 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 I mean, when it's when it's good, it can just it completes the experience. Yeah, like we mentioned with Street to Raid 4, right? It's like, if it didn't have that soundtrack, I mean, it would still be a fantastic game with fantastic mechanics, but the action is so elevated by how good that music is. Yeah. So there was another game that came out, was it 1980X? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, 19, yeah, 1980X, which I just bought. Uh, it was on sale. As, yeah. I mean, it was only... Only sells for nine ninety nine normally, but I was, I had it in my switch wish list for so long, yeah. And it was, 
like six ninety nine a couple weeks ago, and I was like, oh, I'll uh finally get around to getting that. My friend uh, Kushiro Yuzo worked on it a bit. But, really? Like, yeah, he did a few tracks on it. And I uh, actually saw it first via him. But that's an interesting... Because that's all different mini games basically. Mm -hmm. Connected with a story that's kind of right. you know, very much grounded. And found the foundation is nostalgia. Just us growing up with all this and the sounds and sights. And so the music then, of course, is so important. And I just think of that game. And if I turned the sound off, it would, that experience would be so weak. It would be so empty. Yeah. But that's a game that like proves how important that musical angle to these games are that's really cool because i i always thought that i mean 19 1980x is like is definitely like an indie game that does not have didn't have like much of a, of a budget as far as i know i mean uh that's really cool that uh kashiro is doing music for stuff like that like fairly often actually yeah, that's contribute. become, you know, he... Actually, I think uh, that kind of brings us back in kind of full circle a bit because I think the very first time we technically met each other in real life, we realized in later years, must have been when I brought Koshiro to MAGFest many years ago. Yeah. Because yep. I was his handler for that. Uh, and you guys were there. Mm -hmm. So... That was but, like even before we started the channel, I think. Yeah, yeah it was very long time when, ago. When Koshiro it was like a year was... before. That, that was, was there the we first met. year we were there. That's right. Imlik did so that not would have exist. Been like, um, yeah, it was like... That was the first time uh, we had met in person. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. What a... Oh. If only we knew. <laughs> right? <laughs> because now we're very good friends. But back then, uh, I was just handling his business and uh, dealing with his uh, US trip for him. Because uh, he also wanted to bring his mother. So they have to have someone they kind of knew and trusted. And I remember he was amazed at that time. This was 2012, was it? Or 11? But uh, anyways, uh, Koshiro, when he went to the US, he didn't realize he had a fan base. He, he had no kind of idea of the fact that people had this much regard for his music. And he was so nervous because we were doing this DJ set. I'm not sure if you guys were there for that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah which was amazing, right? And I spent the whole time with him in his hotel room, just like him nervously thinking no one's going to show up and no one really <laughs> knows who he is. But it was like whole, the event of the entire thing. Yeah, you know, people went crazy and the whole room. We actually had to close the doors because of capacity. Yeah. And it, it was crazy. It was so like, that he, was like, like a real he doesn't cyberpunk. get that kind of recognition in Japan. I mean, recognition in Japan is so different uh, because it's, uh, yes, he does, but it's not as, it's not as um, involved as it can get with, um, you know, Western fans. Because Western, of course, because it's Koshiro and the first time I met him, they have a lot of questions. They have a lot of regard. They want to show how much, you know, they love his stuff, uh, the chance they have. So it was very uh, immediate for him. Whereas, you know, Jap Japanese fans will be much more cordial and just kind of stay their distance mm -hmm. and say, well, thank you so much for your work. Uh, so he had no kind of re realization of how powerful this moment could be. And I remember when after he stepped off stage for that um, uh, DJ set, we went back to the green room and he was crying. He was like bawling because he had no <laughs> idea 
that people had this connection with his music but people were singing along on like the wangad midnight songs <laughs> which you know he was like this never even released over here it's like no but youtube exists so, uh, <laughs> yeah his mother that... was also very nice about this that first magfest we went to where he was there i mean that was definitely the best one that we went to i mean we, that's when we we met uh, uh jake kaufman at that same one too Oh yes, good friend of mine, uh, Jake Jake Kaufman. First time I met him, I so I went to Magfest since 2004. That was my first, the very first time I went to Magfest was 2000, 2003, I think, or uh, 2004 that was maybe. Long, yeah, long, long ten years ago. Oh yeah, it was in the very beginning of Magfest, and I had never been to the U.S. before, in English before, for that matter. And uh, but I just I love the mini bosses and. I'd already gotten a bit of a reputation at the time of being kind of well informed about Japanese video games and development and music. And uh, I had worked with Chris Holzbeck for a little bit too, so I kind of had a bit of name, I guess. So I was invited to MAGFest, and I think I was the first international attendee. I'm not sure why they wanted me there, because I couldn't really do anything. <laughs> but uh, I was there and the one of the first people I met was uh, Jake Kaufman and he just gave me a huge kiss and I, was like, <laughs> I love you it's like why it's like not sure but you know a lot about Japanese game music it's like yeah, that's true I, I suppose that is a sexual component to our relationship now and uh, we became very good friends so uh, I used to room with him quite a bit at Magfests and I mean, Jake was an, is an incredible talent and still is doing stuff with uh, Mint Potion. Mm -hmm. So, uh, really well, I mean, quick, that, I first, wanna... uh, that first MAGFest, I, I actually, I didn't have a Sega Genesis yet. So, uh, like when Koshiro was there, uh, you know, yeah, you just yeah inside your your act razor, which you know it's. I think that's a good one. Like, that's yeah, it's like the it's, ugliest it's, SNES card I have, though. It's just, but that's it's you know, it's well cartridge. loved. Oh, I mean, it wasn't I, me. I mean, it was you. It was nasty when I got it, but yeah. I mean, but, I, I felt kind of bad that like I didn't really. I think I bought the Master System version of of Ease the Vanished uh, Omens there, oh, but I, yeah. I didn't like the only thing that I had. Because I, I hadn't rebought. I was just kind of getting back into games. I was, had spent a lot of time getting things on Virtual Console at, the, at that time, like leading up to that. Uh, so I didn't really have any any games that I like. You know, that they had his music in it at the time. So what I what I did was I brought my uh, my PSP version of Ease uh, One and Two that has the PC eighty eight versions of the music yeah. on it and that's what i had him sign oh, I, cool. I was like so afraid i like i hope he's not like <laughs> annoyed by it. it's kind of like at the no, time when no, it, no. i I, th I feel like may was the next year that, that chris uh Hillsbeck was there no he like, was he there at the same the... time okay so then yeah, i had yeah. him sign like i didn't really have anything i forgot I he have... was there i didn't have turrican at the time or super turrican so i had him sign <laughs> i had him sign my my um uh, my Rogue Squadron 2. Oh, I'm sure that made him very happy. I mean, uh, he, you know, always enjoys when people bring something else than Turrican. Of course, he's very happy with Turrican. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's always, 
uh, that was one of the first conventions he did that year too in the US. He usually flies over to Europe to do conventions, whole spec I mean. And uh, he also was kind of surprised by just how much American fans knew of you know his music. So he did, had a very similar experience. Did he live in the US though when, um, yeah, yeah. when Factor 5 was here? Yeah, yeah, he moved over with Factor 5 in 95 uh, when they moved to San Francisco, yeah. Petaluma. Because that was, I mean, you know, it was it was the Rogue Squadron era that I was, you know, initially introduced to Factor 5. Right. Yeah, so I think now people are more aware of his past works, though, on Commodore and whatnot. So for, for us Europeans, I mean, he was the first video game superstar. So I remember I wrote Holspec fan letters when I was a kid. He never answered any of them. But... Uh, then when we started working together, I was like, "Hey, where's my letters? Like, I sent you like three of them." He's like, "Oh, I, I never, I never answered any of my letters." Uh, before it's before it's been too long, I want to uh, do these these uh, super chats that popped oh, up go ahead. here. Uh, there was a there's two dollars from Demo Kirby Thank you. a while ago. I apologize for that. Saying uh, saying I uh, recommend uh, recommend checking out Future Funk genre of music the most yeah of i will i will i will do that future funk is cool and there's also uh five dollars from chris fratz thank you saying uh one example i like to bring up is the doom games composed by uh, uh mick mick gordon feels empty without the music yes yeah i mean even though it's not exactly like my favorite genre of music it certainly fits the game yeah, the action is very much like his music is like a metronome to the action. So it's mm-hmm. like, or the action is rather a metronome to his music, I should say. Yeah. So you kind of need both, yeah. Yeah, that was a really, he did good work on Killer Instinct as well, Gordon. <laughs> Paul, Paul Bergkamp was saying, Corey talks about not having games turn around to a wall of games. Yeah, but I mean, this was like when I still lived in New York and I had. The most of my games at that point were, I had sold off a lot of stuff, and I was basically using the Virtual Console. And uh, this is what's happened since <laughs> seven years since then. I mean, well, you, you should you see, you should see myself after Digital your... Foundry. What happened to me is like I have a shelf full of CDI games. So <laughs> you're in better, you're better spot than me. Yep, yep. I mean, it's it is a lot of like the channel, like it's. Once you uh, start making videos on oh, yeah. on games and and you sort of, sort of specialize in showing it on original hardware, yeah, and it's like uh, it's always like uh, uh like I don't, uh, I, I, you're just always seeing something. It's like oh, like. That, that could be interesting for a video someday. You know, before then I yeah. was like so careful about like, oh, I don't want to add this to my backlog. <laughs> I, you know, now it's just like, oh, well, I'll get to it someday. As there was five dollars from Aaron Welsh saying, "I'm surprised that wrestling with gaming isn't here tonight. He's the champion of defending horrible, the horribleness think, that is the CDI." I, yeah, I mean, like, yes, that is that is that is true. I get probably a tweet a day now, if not more, asking me when he and I are going to do a video together. <laughs> I actually, I do not you know. Should. Yeah, he. Uh, we do follow each other, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know him personally, but I think for 2021, uh, this needs to happen. So I'll reach out to him and ask, when will this happen? What's that guy eating? He's like, he's like, ooh, it's a beef stick. Kinda, a beef he stick. He kind of sound like, he kind of sound like, like a dong, the dongo stick. Kind of sound like Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> Someone's saying in the chat, I saw that they just got uh, Mutant Rampage Body Slam, which is a brawler on the CDI. The and uh, it has actually cutscenes from the same company that made cutscenes for this game. So it's uh, one of the better games on the CDI, actually. It's a good get. If you're going to have anything on the CDI, I guess you'll get Mutant Rampage Body Slam. Um, but uh, yeah, there aren't many of them. There aren't many of the gets. Pretty serious uh, nipples going on on that green giant. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I feel like if Nintendo held the rights to like the scenario uh, of of this game and just like made it with like actual like to to Zelda standards. <laughs> no. <laughs> Like, you know, I kind of like the idea of this, like, island with all these, like, you know, stone faces and stuff. Like, I mean, there's... I, th- this could be... You know, be... There's, already, there's already a Zelda game on an island. It's called Link's Awakening. It came out at the same time as this game. This is, this is true. It's much better. It, 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 has, it has the face shrine. Yes, it does. I mean, that was a thing from Zelda, though. The, uh, the tree... And Zelda one that has like a face that you go into the dungeon and whatnot. Yeah, so. but I mean, like the place is actually called Face Shrine. Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, it's uh, this makes. Uh, I mean, God, this this game makes my brain melt. When you think about these games, it makes sense. And for some people, this was very exciting. I think many people looked at these games. Yeah, I wasn't one of them uh, in terms of my point now, but like Zelda 2. I mean, Zelda 2 is like a very different kind of Zelda experience. They never really went back to it. And then when you look at this in screenshots, especially, it looks like it could be something similar to that, right? Like 2D side-scrolling action RPG adventure thingy. Yeah, I never liked Zelda 2, but oh. when I saw this, I just saw the backgrounds. I mean, the backgrounds are incredible because... I mean, Zelda the, 2... The CDI can actually do pretty good backgrounds. I mean, Zelda 2 Zelda was 2. what kind of, like, set my image of what Hyrule was. Like, I didn't really like Zelda that much when I was a kid. Uh, like, up, up until, like, kind of the lead up to Ocarina of Time, I'm like, okay, I'm really missing out on something. And then I borrowed... Uh, link to the past from from a friend and uh uh you know i was like okay this is awesome you know and then like but like i played zelda one zelda two as a kid at my cousin's house and she really liked them like zelda two was her favorite game but like i just didn't understand them when i was younger but like the 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 texture of like that world like made a very vivid image in my head of what Hyrule was. And it's clear that the people that made this game, uh, that made an impression on them too, but uh, their 
inter reinterpretation of it is, uh, <laughs> uh, well, a thing of infamy, obviously. I'm guessing this canteen heals hearts. Is that, is that, is this what that does? I, I gotta find out. Okay. So Got almost a full inventory I, going on here. So do I just like pick that up when I pass it? I guess so. Uh, I'm borderline in the, in the chat with, uh, saying the world's most uh, unpopular opinion, Wand of Gamelon, is better than Ocarina of Time. Uh, <laughs> that's that, that's it's, some it's the truth in terms of the first part of that. that uh, yeah, comment. I mean... I mean, you know, it's... It's so... It's so popular to hate on Ocarina of Time these days, and... I used, really? Is it? Yeah. I it's, it's pretty po popular to hate on Ocarina these days. Uh, really? Yeah. Even I, I see nothing but love for it all the time. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know that anyone like, hates it. Well, Are you talking about yourself now? No, no, I mean... Are you trying to hide behind other people for your no, opinion? No, it's pretty, it's pretty popular because the, the people just say like, oh, it's, you know, it's just... Um, uh... Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's just so generic, but you have to remember it was, it, it was, it was the first 3D Zelda game. And I, I think a lot of people think that it's like, it's kind of boring. Like it's like the, it's like the template that Zelda, like other than, uh, you know, like Majora's Mask, which was so weird. And then, you know, Wind Waker to a lesser extent, like so many Zeldas ended up following that. Link's awakening formula, but then Ocarina or, took that and made it 3D. And a lot of people just, I think these days, a lot of people just say like, oh, it's it's like, it's kind of boring. It's just like the most like basic Zelda game. I mean, Link to the Past. No, right? Ocarina Link of Time. I mean, Ocarina of Time kind of followed a Link to the Past. Um, yeah, that formula. I mean, that formula was like the... Uh, for the main entries of Zelda games, that was the formula from Link to the Past on mm -hmm. until until uh, Breath of the Wild. I mean, I didn't. Not a I, bad thing though. But I, I mean, mean I, I love Ocarina yeah. of Time, but I think a lot of people think that like it's just it's just kind of there now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge huge fan of it, but I, I never was. I mean, I, I think I've talked about it before that like I, I think that my my opinion of it. Where drops the... my my interest in playing it dropped significantly when I stepped into the overworld and it and it did not play the Zelda theme. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, man well you're focusing on the wrong thing that I mean stepping into the overworld the first time was like eye opening for me because it's like the very first time that it felt like a real three D world. I mean I mean I I, I, I had the same reaction Corey did for sure, but I got over it and it's a really great overworld theme. But again you have to remember like this this is only the third Zelda or the fifth Zelda game. Um only the fifth Zelda game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh and you know that not every game had that. Zelda two didn't have that. Um you know, Link's Awakening's version of it is is significantly different. Um, and I, I ultimately think that it was a good direction that they took having sort of different ones in each game. Um, you know, because then you've got stuff like, 
you know, like they did go back to the original theme for Majora's Mask, and you know, Majora's Mask is is one of, if not my favorite Zelda game. Um, That's a really good one, yeah. Uh, but I feel like its over its version of the Overworld is one of the weakest, and uh, like I, I feel like stuff like what Wind Waker did right. is you much have to go stronger. to the uh, you, go, you have to go to uh, Surgen Sur Surgen Caves. Is that the fire at the very top of the map? Okay, uh, I, I I'm but, pretty sure I need to go to the librarian, but I can't remember where she was. Maybe she's in the Surrogan Caves. I don't think I've been <laughs> here though. I just I just know at the time, I I was disappointed. I think that I never I I finished it, you know I I played all the way through it and and enjoyed it but i think that it negatively impacted my excitement and interest in the game when they I, happened i i, mean, I, I, I can and understand also, like, that but i i, I came and about to how like, like you know like when you whenever you fight something it's like doo -doo 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 -doo, i just like hated the music that played and that's just that comes down to just post so dynamic though that the, the fun of all the audio system there it's, it's not the best quality sound but it's just the dynamic system that they have implemented was like I don't know how to even explain it. It felt almost like a fantasy Star Wars experience, you know? It just felt so immersive and, like, impactful. I Especially when talking about 3D games, because I, by the time I played Super Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time, I mean, 3D gaming wasn't established proper. Like, you never knew how to recontextualize these 2D experiences we've had in 3D. And then you get like Mario 64, which completely revolutionizes like 3D controls and, and then platforming in 3D. Did, did you know revolutionize yeah. another branch of it? Really? Yeah, the, the sense of adventure and the sense of like freedom in Ocarina was beyond anything. I mean, I'm sure someone can bring up some kind of obscure PC game that they played, and like that's kind of similar. Sure, but I didn't play it. But I mean, for us general console players. The idea of having that immersive world at our fingertips uh, with such great controls. Because, I mean, it really was... In terms of controls, you can't even argue that, like, at that time, generally, in 3D gaming, it was difficult. I mean, we all played Bubsy 3D, right? <laughs> I, I certainly did, as you would know. Uh, and, yeah, the, just controlling Zelda Ocarina of Time felt fluid it felt natural and i think that was so important to that whole experience the overall theme though i'm sure some people were not too happy with it sure but <laughs> i was looking at the i was looking at the sun coming up and like oh my god like look at this i mean it's like a real world in the cartridge I mean, I, I, I mean you know the modern like targeting like third person action game targeting system you know all that kind of stuff was you know i won't say that the game necessarily was like the first to do some of that stuff, but it was definitely the one that influenced that, that popularized it. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I really liked I'm, I'm sure as people didn't enjoy that either, but I just think you oh, have to go back to that time and compare it to what you, the alternatives were for most other 3d gaming on either hmm. PC or the PlayStation did like nothing played close to that. Uh Oh, uh Oh, 
Uh oh. Uh, what did you? Am I? Did you find a bug? I don't know. Did we find like? What did you do? Try. I went inside this place, which I assume is dark, but I keep falling to my death. Did you activate Does it save the, lamp? the game? I think it saves automatically as you go, I think. Oh, it says, oh, uh, it says, definitely saying, congrats, you found the soft lock. Let the continue run out. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Will that happen if I go in there no matter what, or? <laughs> uh, really quick, there was a, uh, I should save There's $4.99 from, uh, from Terminal Philosophy. Looks like they have a, is that a, a Rick Deckard avatar, maybe? <laughs> uh, saying, looking forward to the games we played in 2020 video and an eventual updated gaming setup video. Think you guys will stream Cybernator in 2021? Thanks. But uh, thank oh, you. Cybernator. Oh, okay. my and yes, well, definitely. Well, Audi's a huge fan. Well, series. the last time I was on this channel in That's April of 2019, I actually did a, I think, a no-death run of Cybernator live. Oh, that's yeah. right. I forgot that you played that after Bucks. So we already did that. But yes, I am a gigantic It was not fan. the headliner, though. No. It's okay to replay games on, on stream if they, yeah. if they haven't been the headliner, who decided. I'm a huge fan. Actually, behind this shelf, I have a model of the Vulcan. Uh, robot from Cybernator, like the full size, well, not full size, but a scale model <laughs> of it. Yes, I have the actual mech in my yard. I haven't used it lately, but yes, it's it's a that's a, a, a game series that I was I wanted to do a video on for so long. Same, I've been trying to convince uh, Mr. Lindman to let me do it, and uh, maybe one day, but or we could just do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, we could just do it. Or we all just collaborate. And do mm -hmm. an animated intro. <laughs> but yeah, Cybernator and uh, Lanos, of course, on mm -hmm. Genesis. And then you have the sequel on Saturn. Then you have the sequel yeah. on PlayStation. Which is... Uh, there's so much story behind there because Square, Square and uh, NCS oh, team... Yeah, Gun Hazard. And there was a lot of uh, mixing of teams. So. I mean, I, I think something you're going to start seeing a lot more from us next year is just these videos where we're like, I just, like, instead of like, oh, I shouldn't do this thing I want to do because, like, we should probably do a video on this. I think next year you're going to start to see a lot more, like, I just, I just want to do, I just, oops, I just want to do this video. Yeah. I just want to do it. Yeah. We, we already have some ideas of videos together, so hopefully yeah. next yeah. year we get to do that. <laughs> if 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 travel is uh, happens ever. <laughs> yeah, now I do have filming equipment here because uh, it just took too long, so I have to get some here because me and John have to start working remotely together. Right. But uh, yes, I want travel to be gone so I can bring over these treasures. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there, there's a there's a lot of stuff that we've probably have, like put off in the last couple Several of years, years. and uh, I think we're just gonna gonna do it because we wanna we're gonna we wanna do it, and that's why. I mean, 
we we're we're not going to like if we like agree to do like another video where it's we it's we're not gonna make it such a big deal. What Zelda's just here? She's just just hanging out. Oh, you got fooled. You got Ganon, boy. You got Ganon. I really was fooled. I I I legit was fooled. That was a bigger plot twist than the Mandalorian. I don't want to spoil anything. Although I I've been spoiled on the the end of the of the second season, but but in the best possible way. I mean, it just makes me want to watch it more. Honestly, oh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I mean, I love the Mandalorian, so yeah, it's my favorite thing to come out of Star Wars since Dark Forces. <laughs> I was just, I, you know, I was watching with the kids. I was watching Elf today and uh, which is Elf? another another John Favreau movie. And I can't believe that, you know, like the impact that John Favreau has had on so many different things. And, uh, you know, I, I say this saying as someone who feels that 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 Swingers is one of their is one of his favorite movies, one of my favorite movies, which he uh, which he wrote and, and acted in. I love the uh, chef. I think that's a pretty good movie. Yes. Also. Very, very good. You know, it's very clear that he just, you know, he just wanted to make a movie that he wanted to make. I it's more just... Alf uh, in the beginning, like the alien sitcom. No, no, the Alf, the, the Will Ferrell. <laughs> Yeah, movie. You know, yes, I got it now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's totally one of the best Christmas movies. But I mean, it's just a few a couple months ago we watched uh, Zathura, which is another movie mm -hmm. that he he directed. Which is, you know, it's certainly I haven't seen any of the um, the Jumanji sequels, but Zathura no, is is kind of like I, I I I watched those. Uh... Earlier, I actually watched Zathura as well earlier this year. I'd never seen that. And I'd, it's, it's, it's I'd only awesome seen movie. like half of Jumanji one before, so I like watched all those movies uh, this year, and uh, they were they were all good. What about Pluto Nash? I think we're all pretty big fans of Pluto Nash, right? <laughs> uh, he didn't direct. That's, that's that's the the Eddie Murphy movie, right? Yes, it is. Did, did, and Eddie Murphy like stopped making movies for like years after that because because the reception he was disappointed. I mean, it's yeah. a good film. This crystal makes the shield reflect, the cursor with twice the curse. But yeah, I mean, it just it's just amazing like the uh, impact that he that he's had on so many different things. I mean, he's he's made Star Wars exciting for people that have not been able to get into it since like the original trilogy essentially yeah i think he has kind of similar mindset to us mm -hmm. in the sense that we what we liked about star wars you know is the things that he gravitates towards as well yeah and he's uh, what i like about generally especially why in star wars generally he's someone that can kind of he still manages to have the element of surprise in the way he directs and you know, does these stories, while you also mm -hmm. kind of lean to live it into like, what is it that fans want to see, and let's give it to them. It's not always just like, you know, going in a different direction because it's unexpected. Yeah, yeah. yeah I actually did enjoy the new Star Wars movies too. I was not, you know, too against that direction as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
Uh, I do think The Mandalorian is the best Star Wars property to come out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the new movies... I don't know. I just... I had this feel... Like, they just give me... I just have no interest in really watching them again. After the... You know, I, I felt the same way about the prequels, though, too. Like, the first... I, I'll watch them, like, once or maybe twice. I just have no real reason to... Or interest yeah, in watching it. I, I saw them in the again. theaters when they came out, and yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it. So, I mean, I, no, I, I, would... I, I mean, me and my friends were were like probably way more into the prequel movies than we should have been. But... Well, you were you were the right age, is the right age at the right time. Yeah, and and those. like I really you were been, the target audience. I really hadn't been into Star Wars all that long either. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, I really only, like, I, you know, saw bits and pieces in passing on TV, but, like, I wasn't, like, overly interested in, like, movies as a whole. Like, I, you know, like, movies were just, like, a thing I would watch, but I wasn't, like, into movies, I guess, really, (laughs) until, like, I really started watching, like, the Star Wars movies and... You know, I, I we we were just talking the other day, like you know, like it was really all like like the second half of the '90s was like you know I was like me and my friends were like really getting into Star Wars. We were watching all the James all the old James Bond movies and stuff. I was telling you that just the other day, I uh, I uh, I just had just some random like you know I just feel like watching like some completely random like Bond movie from like the the middle of the chronology, and uh, <laughs> I I end up putting in uh, the Spy Who Loved Me, which I remembered liking a lot. I mean it's been a long time since I was there. I remembered liking it a lot more than maybe I should have. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't actually that good rewatching it for the first time in a long, long while. But like, it really struck me. Like it was probably like around like 97, 98, maybe 99 that like in those two years that me and one of my friends were like watching all the bomb movies over time. He was just like buying one at a time on VHS. And like, I realized, wow, that movie like seemed like it was old when I saw it, it was 77. I first saw it probably 97. And now it's like more than twice as old as it was when I first saw it. And that just blew my mind. Yeah, I feel like that everyone, like a lot. I think I said to you, I said, if if Back to the Future came out now and it took place now, he'd be going back to 1990. Yeah. <laughs> Man, the, the funniest... The funniest thing uh, in uh, in the Spy Who Loved Me was there. There's there's this scene, uh, sort of I guess toward the end, the oh, where uh, there's like the you know the the villain's like main commander or whatever, and. Uh, there's just this scene. It just cuts to this scene in the control room and he just goes, is everything proceeding according to plan? And then, you know, the grunt at the computer says, yes, sir. And he goes, excellent. 
and it cuts away to another scene. That was the entire scene. <laughs> like, it was just like the most like stereotypically like cartoonish movie dialogue you could possibly imagine. Do you like, are you into movies generally or do you just uh, casually watch movies? I, I, I mean, I, 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 I mean, video games are a passion of an order of magnitude more than movies for me, but like, you know, I, I, I definitely consider movies something of a passion, but I'm definitely not as, uh, you know, totally, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know if it would be, I it wouldn't be proper to call myself like a movie buff for nothing. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do like a movie podcast, you know? Mm. Um, but I, I definitely enjoy movies a lot. Yeah. For me, I mean, movies are kind of equal to my love of video games in many ways. It depends on, I'm really into martial arts cinema as you know, but mm. like, that and i do love me bad movies as well i have as as many bad games as i have <laughs> probably have as many oh, yeah. bad movies so there's uh, nothing wrong with lo loving watching some bad movies no just as long as you're the right type of bad there's nothing worse than a bad bad movie but um yeah i, I really love watching movies when video games you know i work with video games every day and i work you know producing video games in daytime and um, at night, I just love watching movies instead. I don't know what it is, but I can't play too many games, especially new ones. I can't really play them and get that relaxation I used to get, which is a shame. I mean, see, see for, for me, uh, I, uh, I, I, I tend to kind of, I mean, sometimes don't, I mean, obviously in the evening, I, I definitely will often uh play classic games uh for my enjoyment but like a lot of times when i'm making my progress like in uh playing through any given classic uh game is, is like on streams like now on streams on monday nights on the backloggery uh, hmm. because oftentimes i do like play modern games on my, my on my own time because, uh, you know, it's just, it's because I spend so much time with classic games for, you know, the channel. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know, like for me, that's kind of like my relaxation, even though I'm like so behind on modern games and like don't necessarily uh, like, you know, some of the broader directions of modern games. But the ones that I do like, you know, that's that's kind of what I spend a lot of time on. I probably should have paid yeah, attention to like what this wolf said. Uh, probably had something to do with how bring to... Up the, uh, yeah, yeah, I should bring up the Bring hint. up the hints, maybe. Uh, from from a distance, he will be his own... Oh, yeah, that's right. I've got the, the reflective shield now. Yeah, Corey back. I do want to say yes. something about this. Uh, you talk about Spy Who Loved Me. You know, that movie is only one year older than I am. Oh. <laughs> really old. <laughs> I'm going to be... My, my birthday is, is on Saturday. 
I'd be be forty two. Right, you and John, you're close. Oh right. When when oh that's right. His is like the twenty seventh. His is the day yeah, after mine, I think, right? Twenty seventh. You're both Christmas babies. Yep. Yep. Forty two. So next old, next though. week's stream I, I will be a whole other Age. We really, uh, we really should do a Christmas stream of some kind. All of us, John, us. I mean, it'd be cool, but that's like, I mean, after the kids are like passed out and everything, maybe. But I mean, I don't mean on actual Christmas Eve. I mean, like one day, just play Christmas games. Yeah. Oh, I. <laughs> not, not. No, I'm not celebrating Christmas with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of sad. Like we're not gonna. Like, John, when he, he usually comes back for Christmas. He's not, yeah. he's not can't come this year. And he usually, we usually do like an in-person live stream. Hmm. It's not going to be like a typical comparison stream that we... we oh, that's done. right. Last year was Turok, right? Yep. It was Turok, and the year before that, I think it was Sonic Adventure. Have I done everything? I feel like there was like a librarian somewhere that like I needed to give a book to, and I don't think I gave it to her, but maybe I did? Oh got wow! A, got a $25 donation from uh, from Jonathan Hinson. Thank you. Thank you. So much. He says, uh, Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Emily and DF Retro, thank you for everything that you do and for making this terrible year just a little <laughs> bit better. Well, we've been, we've been quite consistent, haven't we? <laughs> have we missed a stream this year? Probably not. Well, well, where would we have been? We, we didn't go anywhere. We I was just, I, we were... I think I, I was like not feeling well. Some stream, but it was, I, I think I'm in August. Maybe but like, it, it was there a totally missing stream? Yes, that was the only one. Someone is mentioning Christmas Crisis on the CDI, which is uh, when we're talking about Christmas games, that's probably one of the worst ones if you want to hate Christmas. But uh, last year, when I was at John's place in December, we actually uh play that we did the christmas episode where he made me play christmas yeah. crisis christmas country which is another cdi christmas related platformer and um santa claus saves the earth on uh playstation so if you want to go look at that you can go on the digital foundry page and search for christmas nightmare i think that was what we called the episode <laughs> christmas nightmare Emmett Riley is wondering how old Dry is. I am 36. Good year. No, you Six. must die. Dry doesn't age. Well, <laughs> you no. Know, you have you have kind of looked the same for quite some time I now. Mean, yeah, I mean, aside from the fact that that. My, my hair is not as thick as it used to be. <laughs> oh. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've actually noticed... Uh, you can't all be as lucky as me and Corey. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've actually noticed lately, uh, like, only, like, in the past, like, month or two, I've noticed, like, when I get really, really scruffy, you know, it's been, you know, a week and a half, two weeks since I shaved which is, you know, pretty common for me to be lazy and, and wait that long. 
I think the first uh, like, time I like right you. here, like right here, there's like there's definitely a little white patch right here in in my beard. First time I visited you, because I actually been to your place, and that time I think you had a bit of a beard, didn't you? I mean, I I never have. I mean, a beard to me implies intention. I mean, you weren't like Dan Haggerty, but I mean, you had a slight like stubble. I mean, I. Generally speaking, it's it's rare for me to shave more than one once a week, and usually it's probably pushing two weeks when I shave. This is the kind of conversation I think the fans really do want—the frequency <laughs> of our shaves. The uh, like, like right on my chest, right here. It's it's been interesting. I I think it's half like a lot of it has to do with like having my kids home all the time. Like it has gone from like. Just being like normal to being like a big patch of like gray, like right here. Like, what? Like, I, I think it's specifically because of. I honestly thought this conversation right now was going to head into the territory of you like saying like, "Oh, my chest here, I shaved it to be like a triforce." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's uh, like, yeah. that's Corey's new hobby is just like chest hair shapes. <laughs> like one. That's that's all right now. March was Triforce. <laughs> April was a heart. There was a 1999 donation from Terminal Philosophy. Thank you again. Uh, saying thoughts on the original Mass Effect, aka the best Mass Effect. It's sad to see the frame master slowly getting. It's sad to see the frame master slowly getting phased. I'm a huge fan of the RGB masterclass and your 1080p setups. Thanks. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thoughts on the, the original Mass Effect? I really liked um, it. I mean, it was the first one that I played. Uh, Join me, Link. And, uh, the in I, you know, I always heard people say that it was not, you know, like Mass Effect 2 is when, like, people started, like, really loving it. Um, mm -hmm. And I was, like, under the impression that Mass Effect 1 was, like, definitely considered not as good. And I was like, oh, this, this is really good it's, it definitely i think has more rpg ishness going right. on like starting with two i think they focus a little more on on the on the action on the action elements but uh i think you have to throw something at him by the way is it is it is it the book no. oh it Try was the, the book, book so I mean, finished the game. Uh, I, don't I know can't how, believe it. I don't know how and like that's how you beat them. You just throw the book at them. Yeah, it's usually how we beat the bad people. We just educate them. Uh, Mass Effect One. I mean, I don't remember a ton about it. Uh, I think that it has the best soundtrack of all of them, except for the, the suicide mission music at the end of Part Two. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that they brought a lot of the, the soundtrack motifs back for the third one. <laughs> you, just speed run, you just speed run the game. Well, look how cute that wizard is. How come he doesn't pop up in any Just a games? face. No, that's true. There's a face you just have to love. Uh, I, I am looking forward to replaying it, though, once it's... Like, once the... Uh, the the, the remaster comes out. Do you think it, it is. Be better than this? Remaster. 
Well, we got some original cra uh, cra staff credits. Well, well, thank you to Dopley for making this uh, this wonderful project. I I don't know if I would have, you know, played through uh, played through this otherwise. I mean, you know, I think the only like first party Nintendo Zelda game I've never played is like Tetris Trackers. <laughs> oh yeah unless you unless you count like you know like game and watch or like the, the actual like wristwatch, like lcd zelda games and stuff like that um but now we can add the cdi link game to your list but you know you none wanna... of these none of these Wait, are actually titled the legend of zelda are they no no so, see, I, I used that excuse for a while because when I didn't, you have a Link's crossbow training. I was like, well, it's not. You don't, the legend. You don't need an excuse not to play these games. You know that, right? <laughs> oh no, yeah. I, I need. I have to justify this, this, this horrible, uh, this horrible uh, uh, shortcoming of of my Zelda fandomness, uh, not not having played or owning these games. I mean, I absolutely, you know, 10 years ago like before they were like expensive. Like I definitely intended like to get around to getting these games on a CDI and I did not. And perhaps, perhaps it's better that I waited until 2020 and a good old Doppler here uh, gave us <laughs> yeah. a, 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 shockingly pain-free way to experience to see what the what the what the bonus is for beating the game in hero mode let me go get the game cases for these games because i actually have them here does something actually happen in uh, the original some... game if you beat it in hero mode or or is this new to the to the dot is this like a, a doply original feature I feel like it's probably an original feature. You have the other one, right? You're gonna try the other I one. I do, I do. We're gonna we're gonna go for it. Yeah, let's see. This is the I guess it's a bit blurry, but uh, yeah, if you hold it, if you hold it up much closer, much closer. <laughs> That's kind of maybe yep, blur out. There's there's that link. So yeah. But yeah, it does not have the it does not have the Legend of Zelda moniker on it. Yep. It says a new interactive animated adventure though. Title screen music is like kind of great. Well, generally the music in the game is good. We didn't hear much of it, obviously, during the streaming, but I think the soundtrack is actually quite excellent mm -hmm. in, in its own right. I mean, for a Zelda game, maybe people would say it doesn't it's, really. Fit. It's different, for sure. But, but I think it uh, definitely is pretty cool music. It's catchy. So we finished that. I do. Are we loading up the other one? And we are. I, I keep going to the wrong keyboard because I'm playing this on a different computer that I'm streaming it on. <laughs> so I keep going to the wrong keyboard. I always like to show when I can my my beautiful wallpaper on my my crappy <laughs> computer here. Russian attack. 
is like I, I, I absolutely love uh, this uh, the, this uh, artwork this this poster for arcade russian attack and it's for some reason it's been that that's been my wallpaper on this computer for like a year or two <laughs> it should always be it should always be your wallpaper we should recreate this in that about russian attack who if we who, ever, if who is who is the, the who plays the mom that is like so excited that that, that her boys are 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 stabbing the russians you oh okay it has to be you because you're the only one who can get that smile. <laughs> then me and Corey I, I, can be I, I in the forefront. I don't think I've ever been excited about anything that excited about anything in my entire life. <laughs> like that was the thing. That was the thing that. As as you can tell, when I'm jumping, uh, jumping between these, uh, you know, I've got got a little little Imlig special uh aspect ratio correction going on with uh with uh with how I've sized it up to fit the the CRT frame so it might be a little more true to the there there was you know there is a mode in here that has like the 43 sizing but uh I do believe it has 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 has, has the shimmer oh all right, wand of Gamelon time. Let's let's get. Is it is this the the so hungry I could eat an Octorok? I I think I think this is the Octorok one. Faces of Evil was I'm so bored, my boy. Yeah, so this piece is what all warriors should strive for. He's available, huh? Uh, where uh, I see the the Matthew uh, Dadoon down is is asking where can I download these? I mean, I don't yeah, I don't know if that's like information one talks about online or not, or if no one cares because these are unlicensed CDI games that even Nintendo doesn't want to acknowledge. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since they acknowledge these games uh, or ever, but. Uh, I don't know if Doppley's still around. I'll, I'll leave it to Doppley to answer if that is something that is uh, yeah. answerable. They were only available for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So I'm sure you can find them by just Googling. But. So we're going to turn remastered mode on. I mean, this this music on this title screen is not bad, but I definitely think Faces of Evil beats it on the title screen music. Hmm. All right, let's uh, let's let's see what uh, what this is about. Let, let's. What's this? Oh, this one has subtitles. Uh, the other one does too, but I. But father, what if something happens to you? I'll take the Triforce of Courage to protect me. You don't hear from me in a month. Oh, you know, I was just I, I see that Emmett Riley is talking about Mortal Kombat, the Mortal Kombat movie. For a second there, and I just realized that 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 insert coin documentary is on. It's available like on uh, Amazon, <laughs> on Prime, and right. everything. I've been dying to see it. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's such One a cool era. Later. I feel like there's it's going to be a situation where there's just so much to cover that they're going to wish that it was multiple movies yeah. or like a mini series or something. So always, I mean we've. We've all made documentaries, and it's hard to make, you know, that choice Later what still. to include and what to cut, you know. Yeah. 
But I mean, when you have all the like all of, like Midway's games from that time, it seems like like a single one of them could be its own documentary. You know. Uh, but the other one has subtitles. I turned them off when I took the photo for the thumbnail on that was on this on the stream thumbnail, and oh, okay. like I just left them off because I. And I didn't realize that like characters I talked to in the game were not going to be subtitled. Which sure would have been nice because I could have been paying a lot more attention to what they actually said uh, while, while we've been talking. Uh, well, now but, we just have to play it again. But now they're on. But like I didn't realize that I could access the the like system menu from the map screen until later. And by then I I forgot like oh I I thought the subtitles was the same I set outside the game, but now I remember it's in the menu so i could have turned them back on i just forgot i almost bought the new mortal kombat the the ps5 version because the ps5 version just came out mm -hmm. and it was i was at target today it was and it's already that's like 30 dollars off already and that wow, includes okay. like all the dlc yeah it's the ultimate edition now yeah that's interesting is that 11 I mean, yeah Mm -hmm. And it has like even has like Rambo and everybody in it now. Rambo, Robocop, the Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. So I mean, it's I was I was very tempted to buy it because I've I've been wanting to buy it for a long time, and I almost bought the like one version that was uh I think it was just like the aftermath version mm -hmm. that was on. They came out, and then they came out with that second character pack, and I was like, okay, "Well, I guess I'll just get this eventually when it's." That's always complete. what I do with these games too, with yeah. um, this one and um, Injustice. You know, I just right. wait until these. Uh... Is anyone looking forward to Cotton Reboot? Oh yeah. Uh, yes, yes, I I localized that game and produced it. <laughs> You may have designed the goodies there included with the... I also did this, yes. I designed the collector's edition. <laughs> so I better look forward to it. It's actually quite good. Uh, the team at Success and Beep yeah, really I... well. So It's really cool. It's really also interesting that how how Beep has become involved more on like, like bringing some of these certain Is it, is it the same Beep as the Beep store? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, they have the, like, the, I mean, they're very well known for just, like, having that big, uh, like, the warehouse and everything, which is, like. Right. But, like, is the like, owner of, like, the Beep store, like, also the owner of the Beep company? Be or is right? or is he, or is it, or is it someone yeah. else over him? Mariyama-san uh, runs Beep. And it was basically an idea that was started a few years ago, is that they want to get into gaming. Uh, and we've talked about this a few years ago and then now it was just time it, like they've been involved with a few cotton projects already related to the music and some doujin and then now success was just kind of ready to pick it up again and beep want to that was the game that made most sense for beep to start their producing with because yeah, well, i mean yeah, their, their know, store is so heavily legend. focused on like that kind of like PC, Japanese PC hardware sort of scene. Yeah, I mean, it's an x68 game technically in an arcade um, or arcade x68. And then, yeah, this new one is a remake 
or reimagining in the way of the original. So you can play the original x68 version or you can play the HD reboot mode. So, and I, I finished the retranslation a few days ago, actually. So that's so cool. Through. And that's, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad that it is, it's, it's getting released on, uh, on other systems too. Cause I know they, they just, they did the re-release of the X68000 version, right? Yes, they so, actually did re-release -re that, which, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we couldn't, uh, for the English version or for the Western release, uh, we couldn't really do an X68 release. Yeah, there's, really... there's no one, I mean, I have one that's broken and I think this is the case for most X68s right <laughs> now. They, they're very fragile. Uh, but what I did was just kind of reappropriate those cases, and I made the X68 Collector's Edition. So, yeah, I see that the, the Snowy Chi one in, in the chat is saying, "Isn't is one and two being re-released for the X68000?" And that's like I use a Kashiro like tweeted about how he was like doing the soundtrack for it, like doing the soundtrack for it, like a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, he, he is the ranging. Yeah, that's is so cool. um. Is beep like the same uh, beep that was like um, like like an old magazine too? Is that related or is that? So they you know? they had yeah. So beep goes back to the olden days basically. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, this was during like Mariama's time, but uh nowadays it's mostly known for the akihabara store mm -hmm. right uh but they have other businesses as well i remember but, uh, they the, had like uh game. they had like art hung up like custom art hung by like a from a bunch of different artists like i, I think Kinsugimori, who does like pokemon was like had yeah, like yeah. they had like a drawing from him there that was you know i love beep or whatever you mean uh you mean the white placards right the shikishi so basically i just remember there was something i don't remember it's pencil on a square white it's called shikishi and i usually you leave you leave that behind if you worked on video games <laughs> or anything like that That's there cool. is a <laughs> <laughs> I th <laughs> I just throw this shroud. Like, I've just got infinite of them. It scares Gibdo, apparently. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we were lucky to to be allowed to shoot some uh, B-roll there when we were shooting. Oh, they're really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, guy. It I, was love, so, I love all of them. It was, uh, it was so funny, though. Um... They they got the the PC Engine LT out of the mm -hmm. case so that we could shoot a photo of it, and uh, Jimmy, who was there, you know, kind of helping us like navigate conversations, uh, <laughs> uh, like was like, I was like, oh, do you want like a a picture of like he actually took like the little price like this little standee out of the case that had like the price on it which was, you know, astronomical. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he's like, oh, do you want like a shot like with the price, like <laughs> in the shot? And I'm just like, oh yeah, 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 sure. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I don't, I really don't need this shot. And so I'm like getting all these different like shots and angles of it. And they had uh, uh, magical chase running on the screen. And, you know, I, I'm getting all these angles of it. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And he's like, oh, did you get a shot with the, 
with the with the thing. I'm like, oh, you know, I forgot to do that. Let me do that right now. <laughs> I was just like, I do not care about this shot, but for some reason, he really wanted me to get that shot. <laughs> we've used that shot, one of those shots, in something we've done. Yeah, like we just wanted to. Much, really. Like we, we, we shot a whole bunch of B-roll of this thing because we said this might be the only chance we ever have to do this. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, oh, now only as well. I mean, that's uh, it, it's not that it's not something they offer anyone. I can tell you that. I mean, it's a small space, and just generally yeah. to shoot inside well, stores. The, there. the the um, uh, Takayuki Komobayashi, who you know, he was he was, yeah, was working like at M two. Like he was like I I think he was like mostly like kind of a coordinator and um yeah but he and, worked for b like for a long time he was and then he uh, went to he went to m2 and yeah. uh but then he like like he went from being like a coordinator and like social media guy at m2 to now he's he was like the director of the genesis Menu. <laughs> yeah so that's, that's i mean he, crazy but he uh i mean he was like our main person there but he worked for beep uh, uh, years ago, he worked like in the warehouse mm-hmm. thing, and and I recognize him because uh, he is in the um, in uh, in the the bonus or the, in the material for the uh, untold history of Japanese game developer books. Yes, and the uh, I mean that's where I recognize him from. Yep, which are good books from yes. my good friend John. Hmm? Yep. Uh, I helped him do for the, same like, place. The, the, the re-release of, of the the DVD material. Last oh yeah, year. yeah. Like the and we put a like put together a Blu-ray. On it. Um, really quick, there was a there was a four ninety nine from uh from uh, MNW six one five. Thank you. Saying would the NT Mini Noir look better in seven twenty on a fourteen forty p monitor or in ten eighty on a ten eighty p monitor? Would 1440p introduce interpolation? Thanks, love the channel. Well, I mean, the system has interpolation yeah. built in, no matter what. So, so you, you don't you don't need to worry about that. But I mean, it, it was interesting because we were assuming it was going to be you know another case where it's like, oh, you 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 know, if you want to use scanline, 720p might look better. But then you were you really got into playing around with the scan lines, and you're like, I think I can scan get scan lines are really really, really good now. Yeah, I mean, I I I think that we we're just thinking. I mean, we had this idea, I think, that previously, like, like you think, like, Framemeister and, like, early stuff, like, like, like 1080p scan lines are just, like, way too thin to, like, really look like they have any substance to them. And, uh, <laughs> like, there's just so many options now that you can, you can really dial it in and make it look really, really good at 1080p now. I don't think there's any real reason to play at 720p for with scan lines. At this point, yeah. Someone mentioned also in the channel oh, is Dockley mentioned that John, the, the writer of those untold Japanese developers, he did an interview with the creator of the Zelda CDI games many years ago. Oh, oh. and yeah, I remember that because I was on staff at the time at you know, HD One Hundred One with him. Mm-hmm. So I remember the kind of excitement about that. And John likes these games a lot. Uh, should be said, he's a pretty big defender of the Zelda CDI games. <laughs> 
So uh, he was very happy about getting those entries done. And unfortunately, Dale passed away. So that's pretty valuable today that yeah. he did those interviews. And this absolutely that was kind of my when I entered the industry. I mean, there's many many stories there, but one of the reasons why I entered it the way I did was I entered it journalistically because I wanted to do interviews with these Japanese game composers that worked on the PC-98 and whatnot. And the kind of mortifying reason for all this was that, you know, they, they were starting to leave us for various reasons. Yeah. And many of my best friends in that industry has left us since. So it's unfortunate. And it really just tells you how important it is to kind of preserve all this legacy, whether or not it's the music or it's the game or the creators. So Yeah, uh, absolutely. This was my main reason also for just kind of getting into preservation in general, which is I want to tell these stories because these stories are important and they're heartfelt. And uh, it's very sad that these creators are leaving us at such young ages. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's true. I mean, just in, in I mean, like one of the reasons I wanted to do like a magazine documentary that still has not come out as uh as like some people that like wrote for game magazines have have died as well you know it's mm -hmm. like like that like those those stories and stuff should be you know we should preserve them while we while we still can yeah this is uh it's one of the reasons why because I think I've told this publicly a few times on Twitter and such, but I mean, I basically gave up a few years ago on my career. I was very tired and kind of burnt out and depressed and kind of lost faith and uh, many reasons for this. But uh, one of the reasons I kind of decided to come back was uh, when John kind of, John knew who I was from past works and we met. And I think he kind of saw that there's still stories for me to tell and stories for me to, you know, bring to life and so why don't i join do these videos of course now i'm doing cdi videos so i'm not sure how good of an idea it was but uh this was one of the reasons for me to actually kind of get back on my feet again was that you know he reminded me of kind of like this work is important and you were you were there for all this and uh i didn't even realize myself that fact when he started talking to me about it because i had really just like no, there's nothing for me, you know, there's people doing this better than I ever did. But then when he kind of like, when he started getting to know me, he kind of discovered I forced Gump myself. It's <laughs> like and suddenly he was looking at pictures and like uh, in Japan from the mid 2000s or anything. He's like, why are you in these pictures? You, what are you doing there? You, you had to show me a picture on your phone. To make me believe that you wrestled Nobuo Oimatsu. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> the story behind this is that I was working with Nobuo Oimatsu, the, uh, the composer of Final Fantasy, and he's a huge wrestling fan, and so was I. And uh, we got very drunk one night, and he was like, "Oh, if, if we wrestled the match, I'd beat you." And I was like, "Old man, you, you shut up! You can't beat anything. You're, you're brittle. You have nothing on me." And he's like, oh, that, that's a challenge. And he, like, took his shirt off. And he's like, come on, come on. 
And I was like, all right, well, we'll do it. You have, and, you uh, have we, proof. This is real. I do have proof, yes. I <laughs> generally tell the truth and only the truth. And uh, yeah, so he locked me in the move and I reversed it. And because we both, uh, somehow we both went to, uh, I, I used to do Greco Roman like in high school. And he went to pro wrestling school in his uh, teenager years because he wanted to become a pro wrestler. So, I mean, it turned into a real match in this uh, really fancy London hotel. And uh, we were the only ones and some other composers were there, too. But I just remember that the Square Enix Japan staff came in and just saw us rolling on the floor. And they were like, oh, my, like, stop. Don't you can't attack. You can't figure before leg lock. Nubumatsu, like, get up. And they were like separating us and they thought it was a real fight. And the Umatsu was like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. He could never beat me. Like, next time, old man. Next time, next Sunday at the Superdome. I'll take you down. And uh, yeah, that has never, unfortunately, that, that rematch has not happened. But uh, challenge still stands, old man. I'll make, I'll make our next match your Final Fantasy. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah. People are saying you need 10 bombs. Just throw that out there. Oh. Uh, really quick, I don't. I can't possibly like follow up on that, but uh, there, there's a 4.99 <laughs> uh, donation from Glendon. Thank you. Saying, I uh, can't wait to see the Mister episode. I have no idea where to start for hardware or setting up the software. It seems a little intimidating. Uh, that's like that's kind of the main thing that I want to do in that video is kind of have it be a primer overview and things that you can expect from it. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky uh, to, to have gotten mine like fully assembled because like the, but it, the whole but thing seems horrifying to me. It is it is like it is beyond easy, I think. Uh, I think that it is a lot easier to handle than like like anything like Raspberry Pi related hmm. or anything like that. I think it's I mean, you just gotta not be afraid to like, you know, like 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 putting it together. You know, it's just like like someone was saying, it's kind of like Lego block. Do I need the ten ten bombs for this, or is this a power gauntlet thing? Yeah, this, I, I don't know this level. Uh, but it's it's generally pretty easy to, to to do, you know. And then you just go to like the GitHub and you download the installer. And it basically builds the entire core for you. And all you need to do is just like download the the update all script and like run that. And you can run that every few days, and it will update everything for you. It, it, it I mean, it'll even like download like different like BIOS and stuff like that that you need. It some is. People, what's that? I was gonna say some people are saying they want to see the I core for the Mister. Um, unfortunately, the documentation on CDI is awful like there's very little documentation on it and uh, the digital video cartridge even less so so apparently it's uh, i actually talked to someone that's doing the main emulation for the cdi and you know pretty knowledgeable but it's just kind of like it's so difficult to make any heads or tails on how this stuff works so i don't think you'll see a cdi core for the mister is what i'm saying but I mean, you know, you never know. People might. I think might, we can. Might, uh, I don't think there's enough do game. There's not <laughs> enough games that are worth playing on it. And I, I have over a hundred CDI games. 
So, but I but I'm sure that people would probably be. I mean, there's somebody out there that would. I mean, for preservation's case, yes. I mean, it should be preserved, and especially you know these games. There, not many have played them, and in case of like this, here we have a remastered version of Zelda, and I would say that this is important that people play, regardless of how bad it is. It's just part of the long fr historic franchise, so you want to be able to play every version of this. But uh, I'm not sure who wants to play CDI Shoot or Lucky Luke. Or Lucky Luke is actually one of the better games on the system, though. But that's that's been ported around though a bit, isn't there? Even like a PS1 version of Lucky Luke? Yeah. No, it's not the same game. So the Lucky oh, okay. Luke on um, CDI is by Vision Factory, which was a Dutch developer, mm -hmm. and they were probably the best developer that CDI saw in all things considered. They did the The Apprentice, which is the best game on CDI, which has also been remastered for PC. Um. And they did Lucky Luke, and it's like a side-scrolling shooter game with uh, pretty impressive sprites and graphics. It's just that it runs like, you know, molasses because of that? it's a CDI. Thanks! You saved me! That's the I mean, I, I, I remember you talking about it. I always thought, like, I was like, oh, this is there's a PS1 version, but I guess... Yeah, it's so there's the PS1 Lucky Luke game, but it's, yeah, it's not the same. The Lucky Luke is, and CDI is exclusive. Uh, is it? Is it? Do you think is it better than the like than any yeah. any other versions of the game? The CDI Lucky version. Lucky Luke CDI. No, yeah. it's not better. But for the CDI, it's fairly competent. For the mm -hmm. CDI, disclaimer, asterisk. Mm -hmm. uh, but. Uh, uh, the music is pretty neat in that game. Uh, the color has a Dutch gradient, as I call it. It's this wonderful, like, watercolored gradient. Kind of similar to this, but even more smooth. And um, Vision Factor was a very strange developer to me. I think the interesting thing about them is that I think some of them went on to make... Um, what's the developer of Horizon? Oh, uh, uh, Gorilla. Gorilla, yeah. Some of those guys guys are actually there now. Huh. And uh, some of the other people at Gorilla also started their careers on the CDI with uh, the last the last ride, which is a FMV shooter. Well, that's probably why they're such technical wizards, because they you know they 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 they, 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 they uh, cut their teeth on like the most miserable <laughs> hardware imaginable. <laughs> It probably is the most miserable hardware for video gaming, actually. You're actually quite right about that, because as I mentioned, <laughs> there is no support. There's no hardware support for anything you would want to do in a video game. So the one thing that CDI has, though, that really was much better than most other consoles for a long time is the uh, clarity of the video. The video quality, especially when you have a digital video cartridge, is insane for the time. It's so clear and it's so beautiful on a CRT. You play like Thunder in Paradise, which of course you should be playing. I mean, the video quality on that is just astounding. And um, I, I don't know what else. I always feel like the one thing that the CDI probably could have done okay, and then had kind of 
good versions of is adventure games like Monkey Island and whatnot, because they have the IR wand, which you can do, you know, pretty good cursor with. And I always felt mm. like if they just had that and had like Monkey Island with the CD audio on it, uh, you'd have a pretty good version of that game, yeah. which would be, you know, probably the best way to control it outside of a mouse. And uh, but they never got those games. They, they really just need to have made games that were better suited for it. Yeah, but then you're pigeonholing yourself so much, though, if you only can do point-and-click adventure games. Right, but, I mean, that there that is a market. Like, if you could do that really, really well, I mean, you aren't going to be able to do platformers really, really well. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so totally... why, instead of be like, well, let's try to have platforms that aren't as good as the competition. What's what's something that we could do better than they could? I mean, yeah, point-click adventures is a genre that did not work all that well on most other consoles compared to PCs, and it was a big deal. So, I mean, that could at least give them something. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, had they leaned into that, I don't think history would have been too much different, but we would have at least been sitting here and said, well, at least the CDI had the definitive version of Monkey Island at the time, <laughs> yes. or something like this, which we cannot say. So I don't think the CDI has a definitive version of any game, maybe Dark Castle. I don't know if the bombs hurt him or not. He hurts you at least. <laughs> we can prove that. Like <laughs> one, one hand, boom. Uh, can I? Can I? Am I the cutscenes in this, I mean, the, the, the characters move in the cutscenes, they like move so much. They move so, they move you know, more than I talk, do. People I, talk I do about us like, in the, in episodes. people talk about us like bobbing our head too much when we talk I, I was going to say, in videos, that's, 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 like. Well, you know. Yeah, well, you know, like, yeah, sure we do, but we're like. I mean, maybe you should try playing the the CDI Zelda game. Yeah, there's all these, <laughs> yeah. like, they're all, like, twisting and turning and writhing. Yeah. And the cameras are doing try these, playing like, the crazy zooms into their faces. <laughs> yeah. Someone's like, Corey, if you could just stop, stop moving your head so much. And I'm like, well, looks like someone hasn't played the CDI Zelda game. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's going to be my comeback now. Right? <laughs> Whenever, anytime anybody says that about me. You move so much, Mom. Someone's asking. I learned you... it from playing from the CDI Zelda games. I'm guessing <laughs> I learned most of this guy. To be fair, I've learned most of the things in my life from the CDI Zelda games. <laughs> Someone's asking about there's a controller for the CDI. There's many. I mean, the CDI has to be the most widespread in terms of models and controllers. There's just so many models of it. And then on top of it, there's so many controllers, and almost none of them are good. Almost none of them are that's, responsive. That's a feat, really. It really is. I mean, if, it's like my game collection. I always tell people, because people look at it, and it's like, why did you buy any of these games? <laughs> it's like, I want to have the worst collection that no, I want to have the most expensive game collection that no one would ever want. Because that's, <laughs> you know, everyone else goes for like treasure games or snatcher or whatever. But I just want the most expensive bad games that no one else would want. Because then I have it. So, but uh, yeah, for the controllers on CDI, there is, of course, the Genesis style uh, three button controller with the D pad, which is the best. And then 
The one that was default is the Mushi Wand, which is a one-handed controller, uh, which uh, is awful. You can't play anything with it really other than point-and-click, like Warrior. And then uh, you have different joysticks, and there's just so many compatible. Um, there was also a CDI mouse. There was a... There's a uh, how's it going uh, pear sticker from uh, John Perry G. Thank old, you. Old JPEG. Yeah, JPG. How's it going? It's going all right. <laughs> the the uh, that that pear is just kind of you know, a bit of a, a bit of a gut on him going, <laughs> jiggling when he moves, <laughs> waving. Uh, we also got a dollar ninety nine from our good friend Gaming Blows. Uh, asking, uh, we doing Zelda's Adventure tonight, please? Is so is Zelda's Adventure the third one? Yeah, so but it's from a different one. company. Um, yeah, that's you'll have to different... you'll have to ask uh, Dopley to get on that. <laughs> I think he said he wouldn't do it because there's nothing worth remaking in it, which I totally agree with. <laughs> yeah, that was made by a different company called Viribis, and uh, it's a top-down adventure game, and it's. First of all, it loads between every screen, Oof. which uh, you can imagine is very fun. And <laughs> no music, really, just like atmosphere, which, I mean, kind of simulates going out in real uh, on a real adventure, I suppose. And uh, just horrifically difficult. I, I, I've tried three, four times to actually play through it, just kind of like say I've played it before no one's... But I can't get into it after like... 10 to 15 minutes i'm just so tired of all these loading screens and the difficulty and the voice acting is uh worse than mine and the final fight video so <laughs> well if uh if anyone uh ever does do that uh i will i will stream it oh yeah if you do if anyone does remake Zelda's venture we'll all stream it <laughs> that's a promise what's uh, uh what's probably the thing Dopley is saying you need to go to the back alley of uh, Sakado. It's in, it's in that crazy lady's window. Very cryptic, cryptic. I know. Oh. I knew that there was more to this town, but I I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. Electron Ash is saying suddenly realize Dopley, I'm suddenly realizing that you likely know every weird quirk in this game. <laughs> yeah, because you remade it. Yeah. Which is great because I don't remember any of this. So. This, I assume it's this lady. I. I'm a. Oh, you have to get on the ledge. Dopley has played this game probably more than anybody in the world ever. I'm guessing. He will always be remembered for this, too. Right? <laughs> the Wikipedia entry for this game has not been edited yet. I mean, someone needs to add the fact that he remade these yeah. and preserved them for all eternity. Because now, you know, we can... I think you can even run these in widescreen and whatnot, right? You can uh, depending on like if if the if the if the content is available in in the scene, right? Uh, but I decided to not do that. I just thought it would be easier to to frame it up for the stream if I stuck with four three. I guess the Zelda's Adventure game would probably be the one that needs a remake the most just because of those loading times mm -hmm. so and also the menu oh man the menu navigation in that game is even worse than in this originally 
It's just, yeah, it's there's nothing redeeming about Zelda's Adventure. I mean, you know, if we ever made a a best way to play the Zelda series games, uh, you know, <laughs> this would be the only mention that these really get. <laughs> I mean, the craftsmanship on this is great. I mean, the work that Doppler did, regardless of the games. The original game's quality i mean this is fantastic oh, yeah. i mean this recreates the experience and uh makes it even better it runs to 60 frames per second it's just it's a dream come true for someone out there uh there's 499 from our good friend sean quinn saying the cdi has never had the definitive version of anything zelda's adventure begs to differ that's right. It does have the defensive version of Zelda's Adventure. Yeah, you know, speaking speaking of Sean Quinn, you know, I wasn't even thinking of what I would be doing this evening when I when I did this this morning, but uh, but Sean Quinn sent some eight bit Zelda socks uh, oh. our way in a in a little bit of a Christmas package, and I put them on this <laughs> morning, and here I am playing a game to truly do. 8-bit Zelda honor. I, I am pretty impressed by your flexibility there. <laughs> that almost went into uh, PG-13 territory. <laughs> uh, there's also 499 from our good friend Scott Davis. Thank you. Thank you. Saying thanks for the NT, uh, any, NT Noir video. I managed to score one, and I'm bouncing between your settings and the new Firebrand X settings. Yes. Have a chill holiday. Or have chill holidays. Well, Thank you. Firebrand was like sending us a he was, like, ton of settings yeah. all along. Like as he was dialing them in, he was seeing his settings. But then he kept saying like, oops, wait, no, this should be this. This should be that. I just discovered this about this. So this should be actually this. So I, whatever is the latest settings Firebrand is 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 uh, preaching, go, go for those. Uh, although I would like, I would like to say I figured out the 1079 vertical before he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping that there's a firmware update very soon that's gonna just like have everything like in place where it should be. Yeah, just take Firebrand settings, boom, you're done. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. I mean, that's, that's, that nice. is the hope. Uh, and I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. I'm sure, that, like everything, like. At, at, what, at some point, you know, you just got to say, like, we just got to do it because there's going to be no, like, but the, the firmware updates are going to come out and some of the information is no longer going to be relevant. So I think we decided recently that we just got to just be okay with aspects of our vi videos being dated. You know, we, we, we try to, like, I mean try to make them as uh like as useful i guess all the time even if things change but i mean there's just certain aspects where you just got to say like listen this is there's nothing we can do about it some some things yeah. are going to change yeah so i mean i think that's yeah, I'm like i'm excited for all the content in 2021 i think 2021 is going to be a pretty good year yeah. In the end, I think we're gonna make up for 2020. Yeah. Well, you know, we were we were we were making big promises in our 2019 video, but you know, 
who could live up to promises in 20 and 2020 you know yeah, yeah i mean ironically for me 2020 turned into a good year because i produced more than i ever have in one single year probably <laughs> uh just free of my job and my personal projects i'm almost done with my next book and i did these big videos with you guys or john and me and you guys joined and so it's been good in many ways but it has been very sad that i couldn't travel over and see you guys and well. then not like go to e3 and see friends there and it's uh been a strange year but i'm happy for all the things that also i could do with this extra time we all got that uh that, that animation that little doot that that zelda did on the on the flute when she gave it to her kind of remind me of of joe on the simpsons game sack saying i really like it when my lips do this Ooh. 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 Yes. Ooh. that was pretty funny <laughs> That's I, you thing. know what did you guys did you guys watch the new game stack today yes i saw no i haven't seen today's video. oh my god i like I, I was laughing like for half the day over the uh the first first game that he shows this game called gun gauge yes. okay and i, I was i mean it looks really cool it's good but i <laughs> I could not stop laughing, and I it, every time it comes up, I can't stop laughing that the, the main character's name is is Wakel Skade. Wakel Skade, that's right. Wakel. He said he was going to pay ten dollars to anyone who names your child Wakel, but they have to show him the birth certificate, <laughs> which <laughs> working on w it. Wakel. Wakel Skade. Well, Wakel Skade. All I know when is that... When you're truly out of na like ideas for names, you call your main character Wakel Skade. I, I, I mean, I, I, couldn't, I, I, I couldn't stop laughing for a good while when I was editing uh, uh, the, um, the, the, your segment of uh, uh, the, the, like the last segment, the compatibility segment. And, you know, you're talking about the, the, copy nest mini mm -hmm. and you're you're talking about you you have to you have to choose these settings to get a good dump <laughs> I, I should have said to get the dump <laughs> yeah well, i mean people like love it when we talk about like getting good dumps in our in our videos like yeah, yeah. there's nothing Either. better than a good dump though when you exactly you, when, you take, you know? when you get that when you, when you dump like, from those games, it's just magical. You, you, you want to know that it, it. it's going to last for a while. And you want to share that dump with everyone. So yeah. You just, like, you can't wait to go online and share it. <laughs> Here is the dump I made. <laughs> that is but, one thing I want to do in 2021, too, is do something with Joe. I would love to help yeah. out with something on GameSack, because I love GameSack. Yeah. Same here. Same here. Uh, but the the Wakel Skades thing is like is so funny. I don't know why I was laughing. I was laughing about it all day. <laughs> Wakel Skade. Wakel Skade. Um, my my favorite thing in the in the NT Mini Noir, like I was saying this, and it's it's something you might notice if you if you like are paying close attention. Uh, <laughs> we we love to. Like do edits in there where it makes it look like if a if we use a shot of a character's mouth moving, 
like they're like, saying out in a, in a, in a way that it looks like it's like yeah that it's like it goes in uh it's like synced up to like the words that we're saying right it's so stupid it's so stupid but there's one part in it where it goes to like this like this shot from rolling thunder and it looks like the character is saying like what i'm saying that piccolo looking <laughs> character yeah, the, like the guy, the, the bad guy. I, yeah, and uh, I finished my sentence, and his his mouth stops moving at the same time. <laughs> oh, there's there's wrestling with gaming. Oh, I wish I could hey. drop this, but I want to at least drop by some... and say thank you for your service. <laughs> you know, I I I I mean, wrestling with gaming is, is was the original CDI fan uh, that I knew of before for Audi became such a CDI. Fan. I, th I think we I think we materialized at the same time for different groups because <laughs> like the CDI has been kind of part of me. Uh, I guess it's part of all of us uh, for many, many years. But then like, you know, John took it to an extreme and now it's what defines me after 17 years in the industry. <laughs> he uh, was uh, but, he, he was fighting. I, I remember it at uh, Retro World. He was uh I, I apparently he and Jimmy Hoppa had been talking about the CDI and Jimmy uh Jimmy Jimmy wanted me to pass along a message to him about the CDI. I don't remember what it was though. <laughs> the, fu the funny thing was like suddenly I started getting these mentions on Twitter like Audi needs to like do videos with wrestling with gaming, wrestling with gaming. And I wrote a book called Wrestling with Pixels, which is about every wrestling game ever made. So I was like, Are, they're getting it wrong. Like, my, my book isn't called this. But then I looked <laughs> it up, and it was an actual guy. And he loved Thunder in Paradise, which, of course, is the best game on CDI. And then people were like, yeah, you have to do a video with them. So as I said earlier, and if you're still here, I'm sure 2021, we can make this happen. <laughs> the CDI extravaganza has to happen. Uh, there was a there is a two dollar donation from Chris Fratt saying uh, I about about getting good dumps from your your game, so you just gotta pinch it out of the cart. Yeah, <laughs> just squeeze out every bit of that dump, make sure it falls correctly. And it, it, it uh, you know, run the the you know you get the what is it called the uh, like the, like a checksum on it, just make sure that it's. <laughs> Turn around gotta, and do yeah, a checksum. You got, yeah. you got you got to inspect your dump and make sure that everything is in order. I mean, that's that's what Artemio says. You have to do it right every well, time. I'm sure he does. Even if it's <laughs> wrestling, even if it's tedious. Wrestling with Gaming says, uh, "Jimmy told." Oh yes, Jimmy told me to tell you that the CDI sucks. Was the first thing you said to me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> 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 How inconsiderate! <laughs> it's, it's it's doing the best it can. It's not much, but it's at least trying. But boy, is it trying! Boy, is it trying! Well, I mean, where else can you play Thunder in Paradise and watch the show at the same time? And <laughs> I loved Thunder in Paradise. That was my favorite show when it was on TV, and I couldn't believe they canceled it after just one season. I still don't understand how this could be possible. Am I? I, I find it much more difficult to get like 
momentum in this game than uh, Faces of Evil. It just seems harder to... I feel like I'm I'm not like getting the items that I need or finding the locations I need. It seems it seems a little tougher than Link's uh, Faces of Evil. Hmm. Yeah, it could be more obtuse. Got bomb the skull wall. Where was that? Skull wall. Okay, go bomb it. Was that in this town or was it was it somewhere else? I I can't even remember. <laughs> Guy Manley saying, "Yeah, I wow, I've never seen this game in 60 FPS. Almost looks impressive." It it really is magical to see a CDI game in 60 frames per second. That is like 58 more frames than I'm used to. Oh, is it this? Oh, for some reason, like I didn't even try because I thought in the other game, I thought that those kinds of barriers were always uh, were always the gauntlet. Oh, so that's why I didn't even try it. <laughs> Whoops. I guess all the the old video reviews were before 60 FPS on on YouTube. So does that may, mean that this live stream is going to be the definitive look at this game? I guess so, because I mean he is actually making his way through both of them at this point. You're you're pretty far along in this game too now. I'm I'm definitely not as far along. I, I'm I'm not making as as uh, speedy a progress. They they aren't very long though, as you know. No. I mean, you can get through. I used to be, you know, when I played uh, Phases of Evil, I used to go through it pretty quickly. Eventually, this also. Remember, you need the ropes here somewhere. I think. Yeah, I, I never I never used a rope in the previous game until. Oh uh... uh, yeah, that, I think that's because he it could be that they removed some the need for that because in the original oh, really? games you need ropes everywhere what was the uh like how far apart was, were, was this in the, the last game like they released really? same day uh, same same oh, okay. day october okay. 93 so, yeah. so the, it, it was the this is where nintendo got the idea for oracle of seasons and oracle of ages you see of, of course it was I mean, uh -huh. <laughs> they looked at that cdi release and were just like we gotta do this boys <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of sections in this remastered mode that I think has been made easier overall. Look at look at the reflections on this swamp. Spider-Man got yeah, nothing it's, it's, on it's, race racing. Right over, over there in Washubi Swamp. <laughs> Washubi Dooby Doo. Washubi Doo. Washubi. Washubi. Look at this, like, I can't tell if this, like, hut is supposed to be, like, way in the background. If, if I'm supposed to imagine that she's, like, walking up to the hut, or if she's, like, crouching and going in, like, a tiny hobbit door. Uh, I'm guessing it's in the background, but let's just say it's a hobbit door. Combine the universes. Uh, as a $2 donation from Chris Bratz saying, never forget Puddlegate. That's that's the, the Spider-Man thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Stabber. There you go. I might puny to go 
against Ganon, I mean, Puddlegate, it seems so quaint compared to like what's happened with with uh, Cyberpunk. Oof, yeah, well, I mean, that's another can of worms, isn't it? Yeah, Boy. I just, I don't have a real interest in, at least, Neither I mean, I. We, we were talking about Cyberpunk bef punk before the uh, before the stream about, just like, it's just, just, it's just too much game for me. Yeah, it is for me as well. I just I I enjoy singular great experiences in video games. I am not into these massive sprawling, you know, triple A games. But it is I'm not saying this is bad. I'm just saying it's not for me, but certainly for those who I mean, enjoy it, it looks like a great game for them. Yeah, I mean I like it just I I, w I was saying about if it's it's for people that like, want one game that they can play for a year straight. <laughs> At least that's yeah. how it feels to me. The Nokia N-Gage TV mod. The Nokia N-Gage. Now that's, now that's a handheld. <laughs> does have a Sonic game, though. I remember uh, the N-Gage gives me, like, PTSD because I didn't have it, but... I was in Germany uh, with John once, and uh, it was right before the release of a certain book I made that you can get on Amazon right now called Wrestling with Pixel. And we were just going for the manuscript. And, uh, you know, it has over 600 games in it because it has everything. And John was like, was there ever a wrestling game on Engage?" I was like, no, not that I can recall. I don't remember this. And he, we just, he Googled it and finally he found it. He's like, yeah, you're messing the Engage." game i was like oh my god like i need to go back back in time and fix this <laughs> so i had to find someone with an engage a working engage which uh, is surprisingly difficult i guess really? not many, many people bought it and then i had to find someone that had the copy of that game which was even more difficult so but finally i did track down someone that had it and i managed to add it but uh, i just remember that was i, I panicked it's called like, oh there. god I can't. I can't miss that game. That's the most important. That's the key to everything. <laughs> Engage. I just remember uh, side talking. The old website for side talking. It's like keep talking on the. Oh yeah. Taco-shaped phones. It was an interesting. It's an interesting console. Yeah, I had, I had a Tomb Raider game. I remember Tony Hawk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I worked at EB when it came out. Yeah, and Some it was like bought it. nobody bought it. Yeah. No, I had one guy in school that had it, and I think he had the Sonic game. And I was like, this is the worst Sonic game I've ever played. This was before the year 2006. So, yeah, I don't have any memories of it. It was uh, when John did the Tony Hawk episode. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> he, did you, you capture that footage for him? Yeah, I had to find a footage for him because, you know, one thing is to find, you know, a unit, but capturing it, is, it's impossible. And I could not, like, Oops. he was like, well, the only guy that could possibly find this kind of bad games is you. So please find it. And... 
I spent a few days and I finally found some kind of Russian archive for the N-Gage. And in there they had the press kits, the original press kits. You could download them. And they, oh. had, direct, they had direct capture of Tony Hawk. So uh, we finally got it. Uh, I don't know if there's even an emulator for that stuff. Like, uh, I, not that I, I could I have feel least. like there should be, but maybe someone wants to, maybe someone can develop a HDMI mod for engage yes please do if you're out there and you want the, the engage consoleizer is, <laughs> yeah, should be your next if you want to make like i don't know 50 get, a, get on it woozle let's hear after you're done with Neo you want to make 50 and... bucks more like if you want to lose like five thousand bucks yeah. well one person will probably buy it it's time to give the world exactly uh <laughs> exactly what they want right oh, now which is she wants the engage consoleizer. Talking about preservation of we'll games, do a forty-five um, minute video on it. <laughs> yes, please do. But uh, you know the uh, Java and the Japanese iMode, um, like those cell phone games are lost. Many of them are just lost now, and I mean that's not too good. This is another issue I ran into, and it's, I've been running into it when writing my books in general, not just that one, but others that I'm working on currently is that certain games that came out for iMode, which was a Japanese service, um, those games are lost. Like, even the developers themselves don't have it. Like, Taito uh, released a few games, and I worked directly with Taito and actually used the opportunity. It's like, hey, do you have iMode games? And they were just like, why would you even ask that question? <laughs> like, what would you want with that? Well, and, you know, like, there, um, there's so many... Like, I mean, games from, like, major series, like Castlevania and stuff, have, like, lost cell phone games, I think. The interesting thing about the... When you mentioned Castlevania, though, is that some... They're not lost, um, because someone recently... You know, there's an emulator called Messen, which allows you to do HD packs for NES games. Basically, overlay new graphics. And someone actually made a mod to replace the graphics of the NES game with those cell phone graphics because they were remakes. So you should check that out because it's actually really cool looking. It's really nifty. And you can even replace the music to be the cell phone music. Interesting. So I, I love the Messen stuff too. When people make those HD uh, packs, it's really cool. Uh, there was there was a $2 donation from uh, Jonathan G. Thank, Thank you. you. He says that. Uh, what is Captain Picard's favorite gaming console? The N-Gage. Yeah, the N-Gage. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a $20 Whoa, donation you. from Seth Williams. Thank you so much. Saying thanks for the great content throughout the years. Your channel is one of my favorite and your work is unique and, and, and important to video game culture. Cheers. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. That's, I mean... It's just, it's crazy to think that we've been, we've been doing it for this, this long. I know. I mean, I was. For these videos more frequently. I know. I mean, we're, 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 we're definitely planning to get, get into more frequent, uh, updates next year. We, we, we've got a plan in place to get, uh, analog frontiers done, like pretty quickly i'm not going to take any breaks from from editing it as the remaining three parts are done so we can get i've loved that series so far you've done amazing work uh, i mean and frontiers it's 
you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of considering it the, uh, you know, like the magnum opus, and then like I can let my hair down. It's like okay. <laughs> I would really like a Blu-ray release of that. Oh yeah. Instance. Yeah, that that's definitely planned, for sure. It's amazing to think. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been. It's weird to think how small this world is, because as we mentioned earlier, like we actually met, like in the yeah. <laughs> ten years ago, without realizing it. And then uh, when John introduced me to you guys, I actually, you know, I had not watched YouTube at all. I avoided YouTube wow. almost entirely. And then he was like, hey, you should, you know, check out these guys because we should work together doing some stuff. And uh, I remember I, I was at his place and I watched one of your videos and I'm trying to remember which one it was, but it was definitely one of the one of one videos, I think. But I just loved your style immediately and I binge watched it until like 6 a.m. Pretty much like hmm. I'm doing today. <laughs> uh, yep. I was watching it and I was like you know, the next morning when John got up I was like I can't believe this good of content exists because I I you know 10 years ago before I kind of just disappeared I was whatever was on YouTube was like angry game nerd stuff which I didn't enjoy at all. No offense to him but it's just kind of like that wasn't the style of content I like. I like historic and just kind of well-researched stuff. Mm. And I never realized that like DF Retro and My Life in Game and this sort of stuff existed and had existed for so many years. I felt like I missed out so much. So I had to binge watch you guys for like <laughs> two, three nights. And then we became great friends. So. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy. I mean, I think that we have something like I gotta be getting close to 200 episodes at this point. I have yeah, no idea. Is... I mean, and certainly a lot of live streams. Yeah. Well, well, we'll never have as many episodes as live streams. We're clearly not going to finish both games tonight, so... <laughs> Uh, but I, I did start to find my feet in uh, in this one a bit. I can't remember where the whiz robe was. I found, I found the reflective shield but i just can't remember where the whiz robe is but maybe maybe i will uh get back and uh finish this because it clearly wouldn't take that long and then i could say you know i, I could say i did it how do you feel though like now that you actually because as you mentioned you never really played any of these no and now i mean finished one yeah i mean I, i'm I, I mean i'm definitely struck by you know, I mean, the, people clearly like thought about. You know, they they built these these uh, these world maps here and thought about. Oh, you know, what are all of these different locations and stuff? You know, like I feel like you know, like we were saying earlier, I, I could I could really see some kid who you know for whatever unfortunate reason they they had a CDI and no Nintendo system. And I could definitely see them looking at this world and seeing all these different locations and stuff like, oh, I wonder how I can get there and what's what's going to be there and stuff. And I could really see like these worlds capturing your imagination as a kid, right? It's just, it's a shame that the original games, uh, you know, were not uh, all that playable. Uh, in my understanding, anyway, you know, I've not actually played it on a real CDI, but, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're quirky, they're, they're easy to laugh at, 
uh, for sure. But they're this, you know, unique uh, footnote, uh, you know, on, on the Zelda series history. And uh, I'm glad that uh, Dopley has uh, finally given me such an accessible opportunity to uh, get a get a closer look at them. And and you know has made made it so uh, comparatively painless to actually play through the game from the beginning to the mm -hmm. end. So uh, this is this is this is a wonderful thing you've done. And. Uh, you know whether whether your your next project is uh, you know some some experiment like this or or something that you're uh, building uh, from uh, from the ground up uh, for your uh, uh, to make something totally new. You know, uh, I, I I wish you the best in your endeavors. You you have have added something very valuable here. <laughs> well said. Yeah, I, I can't really, really add anything to that other than yeah, you know, me either. It's, it's been neat to see still. it. Yeah, it's neat to see, and you know, he took a game idea that was flawed and didn't play well, and he made it actually play well. So yeah, it's really you know a testament to his skill. And even though this is such a a different approach from say the uh, the uh, the Super Mario sixty four like you know reverse engineered form. Uh, it's it's very different approach, but I it, it still fills that niche of, you know, here's a game that uh, people might not have access to the hardware to play in its original form, rather than emulate it on you know emulators that may be of of varying accuracy. You know, let's you know have a native way to play this on a PC or have it in a form that could also be ported to homebrew methods for other consoles, etc. So uh, I really love uh, this idea of uh, making, uh, you know, fan PC versions, uh, you know, in any sort of method uh, of, of, you know, some of these games that, that might be less accessible for people. So, and I, I agree. saw that there was a, uh, a last minute, uh, $5 super chat from uh, Vanessa area. Thank you. Uh, saying, uh, you all are the best. Happy holidays to everyone. Thank you so much to everyone as well is, uh, is the wonderful support shown here. Well, and thank you as always. And, and that does remind me, I guess, uh, uh, yeah, this is the last stream before uh, Christmas because Christmas is next. Friday. I hope everybody has a great holiday. Yeah, next yeah. Uh, next stream will be uh, the day after Corey's birthday, so you'll have to uh, you'll have to you have to treat yourself to uh, something you really want to play. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I was going to say I see that I see uh, uh, Sarumaro is in the chat. Who <laughs> I after this after we're done with this, I'm going to go watch uh, his video unboxing and uh video about uh paprium oh. so i I've, I've, been, I've been like dying of laughter uh since people so since paprium started getting in people's hands the only videos for days that were popping up online were like cameras pointing at the tv like a people of them playing in composite <laughs> like it was like that's the only thing that was like out there and there was like many many videos that <laughs> looked Before exactly like, had like, like direct capture yeah like nobody has direct capture but uh but then 
uh, Saramaru uh, got his copy and did an unboxing and has some direct feed uh, footage over on, on, on his channel. So I'm going to go check that out after this. But I was I was laughing about that because every single thing I would <laughs> yeah, so many so many suspect videos. It almost made it seem like well maybe it's not real because it's just yeah, like right. people <laughs> people's uh, uh, just like cameras were pointed at at the TV screen. You know, and it's like sideways, and also like you can see like the like the like the case of the game and everything is all in the shot, and it's like playing in composite, and uh, they're all like on YouTube at at 240p. <laughs> so I was I was like, like how come all of these videos are the same way? It almost made it seem more unbelievable that it's not actually <laughs> that you know the game is even out. Um, I saw there was uh, also a last minute uh, two dollars super chat from John Perry G with with a little with a little controller dude saying GG and it, it, it's such a unusual yet charming controller design there. I feel like it would like would that. be a great fit for a uh, uh, <laughs> a future third party controllers episode that could go you know alongside uh, what was that weird. What was that weird Genesis controller with like the yellow D-pad? Oh, oh the, turbo. Uh, the turbo, turbo touch. touch. The turbo touch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it looks. It, it looks like. It, it, it looks like you know the 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 cooler cousin of, of the turbo touch. The little GG oh. controller. Well, also a big thanks to Audi for for hanging in there and and being on stream with us yeah i mean through it's, this experience it's gonna be uh, uh it's gonna uh, be sunrise over there uh oh the sun long. never comes up here <laughs> i live in the land of darkness but oh no, yeah what, so, what, yeah, what is, is like is, that, that far north like what is like sunrise and sundown for you yes yeah, so at this time of year but like yeah at this time of year we'll be up at like 10 30 a.m wow and then we'll go down again at 2 p.m so like, really four hours of sun ish and even then like if the sun shows up like generally it does not so, wow that's so fascinating i, I, I sort of I remember, remember when the sun oh. but i've uh, it's been so long two, two days to the shortest day of the year too yeah. i believe i believe it's the 22nd well it's, i was it's really funny. oh go ahead oh. no you go ahead you go. i was just gonna say thank you for having me i mean it's so much fun i hope uh, to come back soon well yeah one well, it yeah. was your idea for us to do this so <laughs> well how could i not suggest it? i know I, well, as <laughs> I mean, soon as you getting, said it i'm like uh, up the rear end about like <laughs> when are you going to do anything on this and it's like uh, i'll find a way I, I don't do my own youtube stuff so I'll, i have to wait until someone <laughs> has so little to do that they can invite me <laughs> all right well it's uh it's been good times and uh yeah uh, thanks everybody for for the donations and everything and uh we'll see you on sunday uh hopefully everybody has a uh, happy holiday you know see you on the other side of that all right good night everyone good night, good night. everybody <laughs>